Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode of Thunderdome on this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. This dumb show begins right now. Wrapped up. It's week 12 slate last evening here in Indianapolis, Indiana, as the Pittsburgh Steelers and Yenzers far and wide made the pilgrimage mm-hmm. to the Circle City and took on the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football. Primetime game in Lucas Oil, which, Benny, was the first time we got to experience a primetime game in our suite. There was a lot of people there. All the boys came out. Some people from Pittsburgh traveled in. Last night was a spectacular time in our suite. I'm going to say that just because there's a lot of things whenever you watch Indianapolis Colts play, you can say, wow, this is very boring. The first half of that game was miserable to watch. The second half, obviously, things escalated quickly as there was a long return from number 33. I don't know his name for the Indianapolis Colts. After Jeff Saturday and Bubba Ventrone went into the locker room and said, hey, boys, we need to find a spark. We're down 16-3. We haven't done shit. Here's the opening kickoff for the second half. The Colts get like a 70-yard return, set up the offense in beautiful fashion. Some electricity came back into Lucas Oil Stadium after a historic light show that happened at halftime with a drum line and cell phones. It felt like a big night. In the end, the Pittsburgh Steelers would defeat Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts, and it was certainly not a glorious outcome in a two-minute drill that was executed in a way that has been scrutinized by every football expert that has a microphone in front of them. I do disagree with something that Jeff Saturday did last night. Before the third down play, after the second and 17 play, I think he should have called a timeout because everybody was tired, and that was a big-time play. Here we are, second and 17, 57 seconds left have not used the timeout Matt Ryan scrambles and bumbles and stumbles and gazelles his way for a 15-yard gain it would then become third down third and two everybody that was a long play a lot of people down the field offensive linemen a little bit tired Lord disheveled does not use the timeout still has all three remaining I think there is where he should have used the timeout immediately upon Matt Ryan falling instead Highsmith who got the sack to create the second and 17 earlier follows up gets another tackle on Jonathan Taylor for a loss and then they would ultimately Ultimately call a timeout, miss the fourth down, Steelers get the ball back, Indianapolis Colts and Jeff Saturday go into their sleep after Monday Night Football with two timeouts still left in their pocket. So everybody's burying and killing Jeff Saturday. I think Jeff Saturday's thoughts were, we're going to leave no time. In an actual play time, in what you need to call a timeout, only like seven to ten seconds. So whenever there's 45, 50 seconds left and hasn't used one yet, I don't think that was a problem. I think you're okay. You're still in a great spot. Especially with Matt Ryan being a veteran quarterback, knowing when he has to get a ball out, where a ball has to go, saving them till the very end so that it's the last play of you scoring and they don't have to give the ball back, or two seconds left, you don't have to give the ball back, I'm okay with. After that very long, and I'm not just talking about yardage-wise, what Matt Ryan ran and what everybody else on the field ran, but also timing-wise, how long it took. With a third and two, need to get a first down. I think you have to call a timeout there. But if they end up picking up that first down, go on and score. Jeff Saturday's a fucking genius. He left no time on the clock for Mike Tomlin. Goes for two, wins the game by one. No time left. Walk off on the tunnel with Colts Air Blue, who beat the fuck out of Foxy, oh, yeah. and everybody into the <laughs> locker room, and you're happy. So once again, hindsight's always a gift. I think Jeff, in my personal opinion, made a mistake before the third down. That's the conversation this morning. What the conversation should be is that Kenny Pickett might be a fucking guy. What the conversation should be is that Mike Tomlin, yet again, probably going to end up with a winning record for the, what, 18th? No. How many years? 
17. 17th straight year as wow. a head coach. Wow. Never having a losing season. Ever thought this was going to mm -hmm. be the year they were going to do it because of how bad they started. Kenny Pickett comes in. He's getting better. Their defense hunts now. Is that because the Colts can't do much offensively for whatever reason whenever it comes to certain times of the game? Maybe. But the defense still has guys. T.J. Watt is all the way right, back. Right. I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to go on a run this year. Obviously, the record states that and the depth of the AFC does that. But Kenny Pickett seemingly is a guy for the future for Pittsburgh. That's a great conversation piece. And with Indianapolis, I would assume at this point, Jeff Saturday's thinking about everybody's mad that I got this job. So am I at this point. Jeez. Yeah, this stinks. Gee, yeah. we, we, are, we, we were staring down not winning. The first week we won, that was awesome. Now mm -hmm. we lose to a team that people don't, don't think are good. We, we got more games coming. Jonathan Taylor last week saying, give me the ball, gets the ball on third down, doesn't get it, but he had nobody was blocked. I mean, it is, he's got to deal with it now. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's going to have to deal with all the shit that he signed up to deal with, and I wonder if the people who are killing him before are killing him now because he's going to have to deal with the bullshit at a very, very regular rate. Excited to see how he handles it. Fun night last night. I can't thank the Talks Table at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt, enough for stopping by. Hope you boys enjoyed last night. It was, it was a awesome. good time. Hey, awesome. that's what we got to Sweet Four. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the Colts would get good so we'd have more primetime games. That'd be cool. Cool. That would be sweet if we had more prime. That was the first Monday Night Football game in seven years in Indianapolis. Which Jesus. is kind of unbelievable when you think about it. But it is. I mean, like Seven years, a long time. There's yeah. just something different about watching a game when you're down there and like the yeah. energy in there. Like, Our seats are stupid. It's, oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. None it of really us deserve is. the seats that we're in. It's so awesome. Yeah, like we don't feel – I feel bad almost talking about it because right. it is not a normal experience at all. Uh, when I was growing up – weren't able to get Steelers tickets because it was sold out forever. Mm -hmm. And the ones that people sold uh, were so expensive. It's like the McAfee family's like, we're not going to spend money on that. We'll, we'll watch the game. So when I won punt, pass, and kick, got to go to a game. Thought it was the coolest thing of all time being at a game. I got to go on a field at the punt, pass, and kick thing and do the whole thing. And I remember thinking, like, how fucking cool this whole thing is. So it is not lost upon any of us, I think, like, what mm -hmm. is cool. Dapped up and chatted with basically – I don't know, like 10 of the Steelers coaches and players and warm-ups before the game. Got a chance to chat with Boswell, who's on IR. Mm -hmm. I believe his recovery is going well. Mm -hmm. I don't want to break go. any news, but I think that's going it's a sweet pretty well. Dude, he looks so cool. He's a very cool-looking dude. He comes over, daps us up. And then the all-time leading tackler for the Duquesne Dukes, who's currently the long snapper yeah. for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Christian Kuntz. Uh, Christian Kuntz. He comes over. It's my first time meeting him. Tone Diggs and he have a full Duke. Oh, Duke. Oh, Duke. We're the school that's right above the prison, but yeah, we're the best yeah. school in town. Yeah. 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 That whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Had a full Duquesne moment. And if you're in Pittsburgh, you understand everything we just said about the Duquesne people uh, <laughs> and the way they talk that happened. And then I got a chance to chat with Presley Harvin, too, the punter of the Steelers. And, uh, He's got such a fucking massive leg. He was hitting some balls in warm-ups that were like big balls. Now, he was ah, to us after murdering the balls, which mm -hmm. I loved. I'd like to see every punter have that kind of feeling. That's what I did mm -hmm. whenever I hit big balls. But we got a quick chance to chat. I like him a lot. Punting in Pittsburgh is going to be tough regardless. I mean, that stadium is going to make you bad at some point. I just had a, a nice convo with him about like, hey, man, you're 270 pounds, very strong. You make solid contact with the ball. That thing's going to go where you want it to go. And I, don't, I, don't, I didn't necessarily want to frame it as advice because I don't want him to think that I'm trying to give him advice because I don't think he's good. Because uh, I do. I think he's really fucking good. I think he's got a really strong leg. But anytime I try to talk to these young – because I punted like how he – when I was young, I punted like how he punts, which is like, hey, I'm going to fucking – Nuke murder this, this ball. Yeah. I am going to drop this thing, and I am going to swing so hard. And whenever I catch it, it – 
Other punters, other kickers, people that know kicking are going to see this and be like, damn, I can't do that. Like, I understand why he is doing what he's doing because I was very similar to him. It wasn't until I got, like, a little bit older where I was like, oh, that is not what's going to keep me in this league for a long time because everybody could do that. Like, the next year, like, the guy that's younger than me does that, and I go, fuck, I can't do what that guy just did. Then the next year does it. It's just about hitting the ball consistently and turning it over. So I tried in the middle of a conversation just to tell him, like, hey, let's put the 5-6 to bed, like, which is a 5-6 hang time, and let's just bring in the 4-9 every single <laughs> every single time. It will make a lot more money. But he's a cool guy with a good mm -hmm. attitude. I think you guys got a good one, even though Steelers fans are going to hate every punter that goes there because it's going to be difficult to punt there for a long time. Josh Miller might have been the last one that was liked. Love you, Josh. Uh, love Josh. And I, I don't know what his stats were. I have no idea if he was even good. But I remember he was a hilarious dude, yep. and he seemed to turn the ball over lefty all the time. But I like chatting with them. bunch of the coaches, Blaine Stewart, who's our wide receiver, receiver coach I, I've known him since he was literally knee high like people say about that but I actually did his dad Bill Stewart was my coach at West Virginia and whenever he would have Thanksgiving or Christmas at his house and we get invited over I've known him since he was a kid obviously Bill has passed away since then uh, Mike Tomlin hires Blaine Stewart because Mike Tomlin's first job was from Bill Stewart way back in the day in like the Virginia Military Academy I think or something like that so Tomlin's been close with the family so Blaine's coaching he's the big guy that people there's a picture on the sidelines of Mike Tomlin doing something, and then there'll be a pretty bland-looking white that mm -hmm, looks sure. like me mm -hmm. with a beard, and they'll, it'll be right over Tomlin's shoulder, and I'll get tweeted like, McAfee's coaching for... That's actually my dude. I've actually known Blaine since he was like this big. Wearing all yellow. All yellow, yeah, great coach. Last night he had all yellow on. Great coach, great dude. I've known him forever. Got a chance to chat with him. Coach Alfredo Roberts, who's uh, with you guys now. Coach Fredo mm -hmm. was with the Colts for a long time. Got a chance to chat with him. Danny Smith, special teams coach. I mean, where we're sitting, the experience we have for the games, Absolutely fucking stupid. Bubba Ventrone, special teams coordinator for the Colts. Uh, after a 59-yarder gets blocked against us, he like comes out and we just so happen to make eye contact, have a quick dap up and talk about what just happened. Then he goes on his way. Then his kickoff return team yep. does it or whatever. It's just like, it is so fucking stupid what we're doing down there. And I can't thank you all enough for coming in last night having a blast. That was a fucking lot of fun. There was a moment last night where I was thinking to myself, this is like awesome. This is yeah. so much fun right now, and I appreciate it. Uh, and I, you know, the Colts should have won, of course. All yeah, the fucking you know. Steelers fans well, and thanks sweet. for getting the sweet because it really is. You know, yeah. I mean, like that, like you don't get experiences like that. I mean, like not to step on what Tony. I don't know if he was going to say this or not, but he tweeted it last night. Like how many times during the game, like the Steelers are on offense, they're huddled up. I don't know if it was like a timeout or the end of the quarter, and fucking Muth is looking yeah. at us. We're yelling at him, and he just flexing at us. Boys. Yeah, like yeah. like directly at us. Like, no, like... Look at his fucking jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, when they're playing in your stadium, you know how many of their fans are there immediately upon the national anthem. And we do it all the time, but it's, it's worth noting because it is so impressive. And if you're not, like, if you're not following along, I don't think a lot of people know that this happens, but... Like a quick check on how many fans from the other team are in the stadium. Like you find out at certain points during the game. Sometimes it's not until very late in the game whenever they're potentially winning and their fans come alive. The Chiefs have the fucking national anthem in. Uh, 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 and every time it's Chiefs. You hear it. Like every stadium you're in. And if you're a Chiefs player, it's probably like a. Okay, another fucking home game here. It's cool. Like that's a cool environment that the Chiefs fans bring. 
tone last night <laughs> as after the national anthem goes off or whatever, and we start looking around and we start seeing some terrible towels, and it's only a six-hour drive right across 70, which Indianapolis or Indiana State Police last night. Oh, they man. got my wife and I. They got my <laughs> wife and I sitting on a bridge on 70 West, which is Pittsburgh to Indianapolis, is literally straight on 70. You're just fucking going right across 70 to Indianapolis. They had a, a fucking hold speed trap set up strictly, I assume, for Monday Night Football. because My wife got pulled over. There were six others. Seven of us were all pulled over Jesus. on the side, side of the road. Obviously, if I was driving, it wouldn't happen. I mean... <laughs> I mean, she should have seen the cop with no lights on up on a bridge sure. above overpass mm -hmm. in dark while we're driving <laughs> Come here. On. It wasn't until we got like literally 10 feet from yeah, it. Too late. Where I was oh, like, oh, shit. shit, there's a cop. Because I hadn't been driving downtown a lot. That is a place that they hang oh, out. Oh, yeah. At. And then a cop fucking comes off the side of the road. And I'm like, ah, they got you, Sam. She's like, no, they didn't or whatever. And then it was, they got you. She's like, ah, oh, they did, yeah. they did. <laughs> so we pull over. We see the whole thing. And uh, there's seven people pulled over. I guess when somebody else came in, there was six. I think when Zito said that he came down, there was six people pulled over. And then they inevitably shut it down because they probably could have just got however, however yeah. many they wanted. And I'm sitting on 70 the night Pittsburgh's coming into town. Quite a strategy. Interesting. Oh, we appreciate what yeah. you're doing, uh, but you got us. You yeah. got us. Got and their I'm, quota for the quarter. And yeah. I'm from Pittsburgh, so I guess you did get some Pittsburgh money in that whole thing <laughs> as well while pulling over an Indianapolis person. And traffic, you know, wasn't great because everybody's trying to get into the city and you're running a speed trap. Whatever the case, we will slow down. And yeah, uh, thank right. you for not putting at the actual speed that we're driving. We had your laser 76. <laughs> Going to put you at 65, though, so it's not as much damage. Oh, there you thank go. You. Thank you so much. Wow. Really appreciate that. But uh, Tone said immediately after the National Anthem, can't wait for Firemoose to do something. Need an early one. So we can hear how many moose are in the stadium. So that's like Heath uh, Miller used to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. So whenever he would get the ball, the entire place would scream, so that was almost like their home of yep. the Chiefs. And lo and behold, when Muth got the fucking ball, it was yeah. it was a base yeah. across the entire stadium. A lot of Yinzers in that stadium last night. I assume there was some interesting Yinzer shit going on sure. around that stadium where a lot <laughs> yeah. of Indianapolis people were learning about Pittsburgh mm -hmm. people last night. Great environment. Uh, Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys, you were celebrating loud. You yeah. were very proud. Big time win for your Steelers. Where are the Steelers right now in your mind? And what did you see from the team whenever you got eyes on the boys? Well, Steelers right now in my mind are exactly where I wanted them to be. Okay, I said 7-2 and two after the bye. They're 2-1 after the bye. Easy schedule coming up. Okay, 7-2 and two is after the bye is easily attainable. Probably going to win a playoff game or two uh, if I had to take a guess. I mean, Kenny... The fucking the future, KP and GP are making strides every single week. Okay, they are going to be a problem. Uh, four guys rushed for over thirty yards last night. GP being George Pickens, yes, man, correct. Makes this that catch, guy. boom, Dog. right there. <laughs> the uh, why do we not have Gilly Lock on him? I don't know. The eighty-five percent Steelers crowd was fucking pumped to see that happen. Uh, eight, we got Steelers moved to eighteen and three since nineteen eighty-four against Colts. Is that good? I don't know. Sorry about it. Uh, right. I, I feel pretty good. pretty good. I feel I feel pretty good about the season um, moving forward. Uh, Fucking slew of running backs. It doesn't matter who's back there. Well, Benny Snell seemingly has been with the Steelers forever. Yeah, yeah quite yes. a night last Use night. Papa Main said, "Who, who's that? Made a good play." And uh, we said it's uh, McFarland or Benny Snell, Snell or whatever. We didn't know the number. And then we're like, it was Benny Snell. He goes, Benny Snell don't do that. <laughs> he goes, that's not what Benny Snell. It's like Benny Snell, I think, has had these types of games for the Steelers in the past, right? Every once in it's a while. Like once, he's been there for, I think, four years 
Benny Snell football was coined a couple years ago when he had a good game and Tomlin loved it. Uh, they're, they're few and far between, but, you know, injuries. Stuff like that. Well, it's seemingly what Papa Mains was saying, hey, Benny, Benny Snell. Yeah, Benny Snell <laughs> had a big night he last did. night. Monday yeah. Night Football, Benny Snell got in the end zone. Benny Snell was making some plays. Another guy that I think had an incredible evening for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you mentioned it there, like, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Huh? Made some throws. Good. Huh? Arm talent. Yeah. He is. There were some moments where, and obviously this two-point conversion to George Pickens is awesome, and George Pickens runs off his guy, acts like he's going the other way. It was a great setup, high football IQ shit. And then the Cristiano, no, no, uh, celebration afterwards was obviously sweet. But Kenny Pickett, there was moments where, and where we sit is a joke, so we get to see it differently. Mm -hmm. Where it was like seven on seven, where there was a perfect passing lane would open up, and he would just put it right where it needed to be. And I I don't know if he's getting as much respect for being a young quarterback as other young quarterbacks are because the Steelers are having a year in which, you know, it's not as good as it has been for the last 20 years. So they're not chatting about it. Number 20 overall pick, wears gloves, comes out of Pitt. Pitt hadn't really been creating quarterback like, you know, powers in the last three. They win the ACC. Nobody really talks about that either in the whole conversation Mm -hmm. of sports, really. Is this guy going to be good? I think he is. I get a text from Chuck Pagano last night. It's like the moxie, the composure, seemingly can make every throw. Guy's a fucking player. You feel like that, yeah? Yeah, I do. I, I like. I talked about it earlier in the season. He sits in there. He fucking makes good decisions, quick decisions. Uh, he's not afraid to take a hit. He's accurate. There was a third and I think it was third and twelve last night where they had just gone three and out twice, and all the momentum was the Colts and needed a play, made a, a throw to Pickens across the middle, which was fucking huge. That, that spurred uh, a drive that pretty much sealed it for them. Uh, he, I think a lot of the people got a bad taste for Kenny because, what was it, he came in three interceptions, had two the next game. Yep. He hasn't had a turnover in the last three games. I think he's starting to figure it out, uh, which this day and age, rookie quarterbacks sometimes don't get a lot of time to figure it out before the public perception has already made up their mind on a guy. But I think uh, I think Kenny's playing pretty well right I now. I think so, too. I think he had a great night. Joining us now is obviously the host of In the Trenches and a Bobbled Exchange. A man who played 12 years in the NFL, a Penn State graduate. Yeah, a member of that oh. cult. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl champion, uh, center, guard, wedge. Yeah. Fullback. What? And coach. Thank you, Shipper. How are we doing? Was that all the positions? I think so. Uh, maybe a little tight end. H-back for a game? A little tight end. A little motion up to tight end every once uh, in a while. But you're a fullback, right? Weren't you yeah, it was really the yeah, yeah, it was fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought you had me there, and then you said motioned up, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. got oh, it. Okay. I'm still right. Yeah. I still covered it. No, you're right. You, you yeah. nailed it. Yeah, you're a freak athlete, freak show athlete. Last night you didn't join us for the game. Thank you for that. Traveling sure. in early and really sure. get to be a part of the group. That was really uh, – <laughs> yeah. that could have happened. That was good on me. Could have been, been there. Weird. I thought about that this morning when I woke up. You know, I woke up a little later this morning because we were out a little later last night. And uh, I'm like, what do we got on the show today? And I was like, oh, we got it in the trenches today. We got it on Rogers Tuesday. I'm like, AQ. And then I started thinking about AQ. AQ flies in on Monday night. Hold on. Hey, was your phone broke? Was your phone broke yesterday? I don't think I got an invite. Oh, so <laughs> oh, okay. oh shut up, okay. dude. 35 okay. years old, oh, got like got 14 it. jobs, running a business. Jeez. You're right. I, I should have. That's yeah. the, as the first thing. I was thing, putting up the Grinch. That's what I was doing yesterday. I did. I saw that your daughter loved that, you too. Go. You're a good dad. Good dad. Great dad. Great dad. We, we know dad. his hotel routine. He didn't have time for us <laughs> to come to the game. Yeah, of course. Quick in and out. Yeah, I got to do what yeah. you got to do. Okay. Get the lotion. Get the lotion. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, don't have dry skin. Yeah. The, um, you watched the game last night. Obviously, you've seen it. You watch it while you're traveling. You always break it down. Uh, what did you see from both those teams? And it'll probably be the last take we have on this game because both of them, end of the day, lose. 
losing records and fucking out of it. Yeah. So uh, we've talked a lot about it because we were there. It involves basically half of our teams. Uh, but the conversation about the Steelers-Colts is going to go no further than Jeff Saturday fucking ruining it at the end. Is there anything else we should be talking about? And what are your thoughts about Jeff Saturday at the end? Well, I think the other thing we need to talk about was the fact that the Colts did not complete a pass until midway through the second quarter. That was mm. their first completed pass. So that's the first thing we That's pretty good. Should we bring that up? No, I'm okay with that okay. if we just are choosing to run the ball all the time before doing that. Yes. We – that's not the case, though. No. We, are, we started the game. We started the game. Throw. Mm-hmm. Interception. Pick. Yep. Yeah. Throw, pick. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor standing on the field. So I started thinking to myself, why the fuck are we not running the goddamn ball? And then, you know, the, the game keeps going. Jonathan starts running a little bit. Then I'm like, wow, we can't just run every time. we got to open the box up a little bit because our offense line isn't as good. And then now the question is, can Matt Ryan do that? Right? That's what everybody's asking. Is that what you are alluding to right now? Yeah, I mean, a little bit maybe, but like, I remember watching Colts run game stuff two years ago, and it was creative. It's a lot of the shit we're doing every week on In the Trenches, right? It's a lot of how many years ago? How many years ago? Two years ago. Like, I mean, even last year, a lot of the stuff they were doing was really good stuff. But for whatever reason, you're not seeing as much shifts and motions. They're just running basic inside zone. They're doing this stuff. They're not doing. I mean, even the play that the Jets had the big touchdown, the fake pitch, handback. I mean, the, the Colts ran that. Two years ago, they ha- I have it on film. Like now, you're saying it's not. It's a stale, boring. It's, it's run the old game. stuff. It's the old school stuff. And I don't know what what happened. I don't know why it's gone that way. But it's quite interesting to watch. Hold on, thing. is this a little bit of a babyface turn for the Colts offensive line? I'm hearing from you. Like, hey, maybe it is uh, Ooh. schematically Ooh. an issue why they're they're struggling in there. And is this not something Jeff Saturday would see immediately and be like? And you know who else is there? Kevin Mawai. Yeah, two Hall of Fame linemen centers. on the staff right now. Two Hall of Fame centers. Two Hall of Fame centers are yeah. there. So why would they be running this basic-ass shit, you think? What is, uh, why is that? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, maybe, Is that a real problem, though, running the basic shit? I don't necessarily think – if you have the guys, they don't have all the same guys they had, right? I think the left tackle is a newer guy. I think one of the guards, maybe right guard. Uh, yeah, right guard. Will, Will Fries. Mm-hmm. Newer guy, right? But – so maybe there's some breaking in there. But, but think, why – for them not being able to understand the concepts or execute the concepts? Uh, probably execute more than understand. Like the pulls and everything like that? Yeah, anytime. Listen, when you have a younger group, you don't want to have all – a lot of that misdirection, a lot of that shifts and motions, all that stuff – you, you take the risk of jumping off sides because it's always on some some type of double cadence, right? So you have that. And then there's a lot of other stuff that you may maybe not – want to put on a young guy's brain. I don't I, I don't know the answer to that, but all I know is what I'm watching on tape, it's not the same as it looked last year and the year before. But that affects everything, right? Because uh, when the run game doesn't get going and you have an MVP guy in the backfield, the defense can adjust the way they operate against you, right? Which then puts a lot of onus on Matt Ryan having to make throws that maybe this Matt Ryan can't make that you used to be able to make. But if it was similar holes or options that maybe Phil Rivers had a couple years ago when they were doing different things with the run game so they had different people in the box, Matt Ryan could make those throws. Is this inevitably our problem? Is there a basic as run schemes are the problem? Have we got to the root of why the Colts are at the place that they're at right now, AQ, it, in your mind? It could be a piece to it, honestly. I mean, it's... Come on, I talk, I talk, I talk about it every let's week. Let's run some fucking... Let's what, creative gadgets. We make them all... Everybody thinks we're joking when we do that because we got such a clever little song with Inspector Gadget, Creative Gadget. But it needs to happen. Like It helps the entire thing. It's the game. You have to help the offensive line in today's game. You have to. There's, it's inevitable that the guys on the other side are freaks on every single team. Cam Hayward, a dog, right? Like there's, You have to do something three, four times a game to make it easy on the guys up front. And you'll see it later. You'll see it every week. 
the teams that are doing that are the teams that are successful. Well, how much of that potentially, and granted, personnel is different and they have a quarterback who can run, but like Sirianni was there two years ago. We see the Eagles a lot on in the trenches, you know, like they're running a lot of those. Twice today. Like, of course. And granted, their offensive line's great, and they have Jalen Hurts, who you have to account for, and they have a good running back. But like, how much of that is potentially Sirianni was the one who was maybe scheming a lot of that stuff two years ago? That's a great point. That's a great point. You 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 probably hit it on the head. And when you have Sirianni and you see what they're doing, and then you see what is it? He's been there two years, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. In the last two years, you're not seeing the Colts do it. That you could very easily. Well, and then Sirianni connected like, That's up. fucking for Frank. Yeah, yeah. it's like okay. Shit. Well, why didn't you do something for Frank and stay? It would maybe give him, <laughs> yeah. give him your run game. Yeah. Okay, Sirianni. We love Sirianni around here. Everybody love knows him. we love Sirianni around here. But him yelling at Colts fans, that's for Frank. It's like, Nick, why'd you leave Frank then? Yeah. You know, because when you left Frank, you exposed him. The team started looking vastly different over here. <laughs> and we've been paying money to watch it for a little bit. And it hasn't been anywhere near the same. Now Frank's gone, so we can't blame him. But you got nobody that knows any of the plays that's left on staff. Why? I don't two Hall of Fame centers basically on in that operation right there. Who's the run game coordinator? Is it the offensive line coach? So Mawai's the assistant O line coach. And well, I do know when you're an assistant, you don't have very much say so. What so about Parks uh, Francis Parks Francis? By the way, yeah. there's what we're talking about with Jeff Saturday potentially helping people out. Kevin Mawai, uh how many time all pro? I mean oh, yeah. a billion. Every year. I think he's in the tens, right? I mean I think he's ten, eleven years somewhere pro bowler. Then he was NFL PA president, yeah. which kinda got him. That uh, kind of happens know, whenever, at the bit. end of your career. Yeah. If there's a ch- if you if you show any flaw, and you're also a part of trying to get more money from the NFL, and you're the main vote, you're probably JC Treader. I mean, as soon as he signed up for that job, he knew writings on the wall. Yeah. As soon as, if done. I if I don't play, literally the best at my position, there's going to be so many. Uh, can't, yeah, yeah, don't need it. We won't spend that type of money on it. We'll get a younger guy that we can develop or whatever. It just seems to happen. Now, I'm not saying they're colluding. Ho, 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 Not saying that. I'm just saying it seemingly is the case every time it happens. Yeah. Uh, so our focus group, our studies have indicated that maybe that is what's happening, but we're not guaranteeing that that is definitely taking place. But Kevin White, assistant <laughs> offensive line coach. Like, that's what we're talking about. That, that's what the Jeff Saturday thing going and happening. Mm-hmm. This guy, assistant offensive line right. coach, to somebody who I assume is, you know, definitely much better uh, at football than Mawai, uh, probably technique than Mawai. Sure. And I would assume maybe he just wanted to sign up to learn what the day-to-day is supposed to be like, which I think you can learn as an assistant. Jeff Saturday did not get an opportunity to learn what the day-to-day is, how to set up a schedule, how coaches operate, what it is, and everything like that. I'm sure he can learn that pretty quickly. So maybe, and we might be speaking out of pocket for Kevin Mawai doing that, but he's an assistant officer. That guy's drawing up cards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's drawing that guy's up cards. drawing up cards, cards, making little – very little money in comparison to what he's made in the past. He's a full-blown adult family, full career, already finished. Assistant offensive line coach, drop cards, do what you got to do. It's like that's why we are so pumped for Jeff Saturday to get the opportunity that he got. And hopefully, you know, Jeff Saturday will be able to be a case where people say, look, it can work. Now, with how loud it's getting about the two-minute thing last night, yeah. it seems like any flaw, just like we said about the NFLPA president, any flaw that Jeff Saturday has as a coach is certainly going to get magnified. Mm-hmm. We're certainly going to hear about it. And once again, I think before the third down, should have called a timeout. Other than that, I'm cool with everything else that he did. I agreed with you. I mean, 100%. That was the first thing we talked about this morning. And 
listen, like I'm all for letting the guys make plays. Hey, listen, like we're in a rhythm, we're moving the ball. Let's let's let them play. Let a we lot got of them times, reeling. Yeah, there's and, a thought. And there's a thought. Just as we can sit here and say, oh well, maybe we're tired. Let's take a time t- take a timeout. They're tired too, and I love when D line are tired because they're they're not getting off like they normally do, and so I completely get that. But when it's what is it was third and one, third and two, when Matt didn't dive for the first down, mm-hmm. he comes up short, and you have to take a timeout that, there. You that, have to. Re- everybody's re- gassed. Yeah, you that play re- would have worked if Highsmith High High was the only guy who wasn't blocked. He, he he fucking shot a gap, got in the backfield. Everyone else, like Cam Hayward, was right next to him. He was he was dead tired. I don't know who was next to him, but like those guys weren't like they were tired. Like I think it might have been actually. The, it's just one guy can fuck something up every once in a while. Yeah, that's every single play. Yeah, but. It's real. Like, if they pick that up and then call a timeout and it's a first down, you have two timeouts left, 30 seconds left in the, in the game or whatever, you're in a great spot. Yes. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're in a great spot. But instead, it gets tackled. Jeff Saturday's a fucking moron taking timeouts to bed with him <laughs> and everything out of there. I just think after a 15-yard game by a guy who runs a 6-1, sure. okay, that's probably going to take a little while, mm-hmm. the tape he has on his ankles – some people just tape their ankles for looks and everything <laughs> like that. Matt Ryan has got a full ice skate around his yeah. tape. He is locking those bad boys down. Oh, yeah. And I can respect it. So watching him run, I don't know how he gets any wiggle. He has cast. He yes. has two boots on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's Carson Wentz with the amount of tape that he puts on there. It's some of the finest athletic training taping. Sure. Oh, yeah. Maybe in all of professional sports with how much he has on there. So he's lumbering for 15. Look, think about what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is like kind of running downfield just to get everybody. I just think there's where you call a timeout. Yeah. But if he picks up the first down and then he calls a timeout and then they score, everything we're saying is wrong completely. And he did it how everybody's supposed to do it. It's a very fast, but anything Jeff does is going to get blown out of proportion and certainly talked about, especially if it doesn't work out, which it did not last night. And I think that's what he said in his post-game press conference, which is why people are killing him, is he said he didn't call the timeout because he was waiting to see where the ball was spot. He he, he didn't know if Matt picked up the first oh, down Tyler or not. Situation. So he kind of, and, you know, but uh, again, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what AQ said there. Mm-hmm. You know, where he didn't die for the first down mm-hmm. is what AQ said in the middle of his answer, trying to. Yeah, oh, yeah. Saw what I did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to throw a little uh, bit I mean, of like, hey, what are you doing here, pal? Uh, but again, if they get the first down there and then they still have those timeouts and they go on and win the game, you know, Jeff Saturday's a hero today. Highsmith wrecked the game that last drive, yeah. too. Should also be talked about that guy has an engine. I've kind of noticed, too, uh, like, I feel like listening to announcers and like, tell me if I'm wrong. Normally, in the two minute drill, either you're you're down a touchdown, or if you're trying, you're not trying to leave them any time. Like, a lot of these, they'll call a run, or they're calling easy passages just to get the clock going, so it run, eats some time off of it. So if the other team does get the ball back, they don't have enough. And I feel like I don't know if that was always the approach, but it feels like uh, coaches are getting scrutinized for not calling a timeout or pa- a pass play like immediately to start the drive. So I think this all changes. Uh, great observation, ten digs. In your cowboy hat, sure. Um, I think a lot of this started because like Patrick Mahomes yeah. able to score in like a minute, and then like offenses became like being able to score within 35 seconds. I mean, fuck, it happened a few weeks ago. Tom Brady against the Rams, yeah, right. It was 40 mm-hmm. seconds, and yeah. he scored in 20 seconds Walked and down. 60 Bills uh, against yards or whatever. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. this has all come about pretty recent because of the ability for these offenses mm-hmm. to move and how quickly people can get in the scoring range. So you can't just think about, oh, I have this amount of time to score. You have to think about, oh, I have this amount of time to score and also not give them enough time 
to score and get the ball back. So there's like a moving window mm -hmm. that you kind of have to – we have to score in this amount of time, but we need them to have this little a time at the tail end of it. So we need to kind of move, matriculate down the field in this particular rate, and this is why we need the clock to go. I think it's been added because of offenses. Is that what you think yeah. so? Is that why it's become a thing? Yeah, I mean the big thing is, is to allude to what you were saying, is it's you have to get – either that first completion or if it's a draw or whatever. you got to get positive yards on that first play. The minute you go Sack. second. Yeah, first and, first and second and 17. Yeah. You're yeah, at second and 17 or you're even second and 10. The chances of you moving and even getting a first down there, the numbers go way down if you're looking at analytics. It's crazy. So you try and get that first play, even if it's a short completion. It gets the quarterback comfortable. gets everybody else comfortable. And then now you feel like you can keep things rolling. Well, and having all those timeouts when you get down to the red zone leaves the whole entire field open. Like, you don't have to just work the sidelines because you don't want to get sure. tackled in bounds with 15 seconds left and you don't get another playoff. Like, you have those two timeouts. You can use every play in the playbook. Just to kind of wrap up Monday Night Football between uh, Colts and Steelers, <laughs> which in the end probably not going to no. have no. anything to do with anything that matters. No. no. I had a pretty heavy bet on Jelani Woods to score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Plus 700 Jelani Woods. That's now. Great. Everybody that's been listening to the show all season has known about me learning of Jelani Woods, thinking he was from a different school and state as a whole <laughs> when I first was introduced to this guy. Yeah. Out of Virginia, went to Oklahoma State, six foot seven tight end that we have on the Indianapolis Colts. First time I seen him was first home game. He scored two fucking touchdowns on what? Two passes. Yep. That's all. He was on the field for two plays, scored two touchdowns. Right in front of us. The one of yeah. them, the last one was the game winner <laughs> of won the fucking game right in front of us. Turned around, stone. Literally, I was I, I was standing <laughs> on a platform. Obviously, he's six foot seven. Literally, eye to eye with this fucking guy, and I saw the eyes of a fucking dog. Like mm -hmm. this guy had just won the game, flexing, and I was staring into his eyes. Like I got probably one of the only people who was doing it at that time. And he was like, this dude's a guy. So I come on the show. I say, we got a guy. Got a guy. Six foot seven fucking tight end. We have a six foot seven guy. You don't. We have a guy that should be playing basketball. You don't. This guy can also run, take hits, block people. Right. That's why he, that's all he was doing at Oklahoma State. Goes to Virginia, so he's throwing the ball. They do. That Virginia offense coordinator went up to Syracuse. Syracuse was having a great year. Virginia's offense was good last year. They fucking throw him the ball all, all over the place. This guy's a guy. He's never on the fucking field with Frank Reich's offense. They would literally put him in for one play. Yeah, they're him and me. We're making eye contact right there. <laughs> That is him and me literally staring each other down. You got my wife next to me, Why? Reagan there, excited. See Carly celebrating in the back all there last night. She was real loud about Pittsburgh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nick. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, good game. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. All the Yinzers were obnoxious in the suite Lie. last night. Sorry I mean, they're very – you too. Connor, Connor is from Pittsburgh last night, if you yeah. uh, if you would have been listening no. to our suite. Just He's singing, here we go, Steelers, here we go. Connor, starting well, that chant. PHS, so. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm a Plum alumni. What Let's do you go want I'm trying to root for the, my hometown team, and what? it's not my fault. Matt Ryan was throwing balls into the dirt until there were six minutes left well, in we the were second all quarter. Anyways, Jelani Woods, not on the field in the first half. Second half, he comes in the field, has like fucking 45 receptions, yeah. almost has a touchdown, would have won me a shit ton of money. But yeah, we got a guy who's six foot seven and is a dog and has great hands. They don't. We should do more of this, what we did yeah. in the second half. Uh, he had a drop, his first pass. Like, why? You see that one play right there? Any football fan, you see that one play right there? That guy's 6'7. That guy's been on the team all year. 
Put that fucking guy on the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give the him whole the, game. the whole game. Yes. The, and we got another guy, Mo Ali Cox, also a stud. Fucking have him on the field too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they what can we, play at the same time. Boom, do it. Let's see. And it feels like Matt Ryan really likes Jelani Woods. Yeah. You know why Matt Ryan really likes him? Tell him, AQ. Because he makes plays. Six foot fucking seven. Yeah, that's huge. Six seven. Big target. He's six yeah. foot seven. He's six seven. Culture on the Cowboys offense where they go like three tight all the time. That's a fucking Baltimore's offense. Do whatever we have to do. Philly. We got Jonathan Taylor. I mean, all, all the, the good ones are going multiple tight ends yeah. right now. Do it. Like, what are we even doing? I don't know. What, but anyways, he did not score a touchdown. No. So seventy thousand dollars is not one by Pat McAfee. Uh-huh. It was in his hands. Make got, a, a, got a pass interference. It wasn't. But. He also got beat by Alex Highsmith for that play. <laughs> Yeah, on the, well, shouldn't have him. On the third and two, yeah, he was running routes right before, but uh, it's no. Was it, please run that play again because he was just chipping, fucking asshole. Learn football. <laughs> Go to uh, the next one because the, uh, I believe. After this. No, after the third down. Yeah, it's the third down run. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Tight end DN, worst matchup in football. Oh, yeah. no, is it one on one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's swiping right. <laughs> Backside yeah. block. He was oh. tired, though. He shouldn't, he shouldn't oh. should have had a timeout. Hold on, so what's the protection? What's your protection? Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> All right, so maybe he's liability. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's tired. Yeah. Should have had the timeout. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we got another personnel. Okay, we got six <laughs> Come on. He's got eight catches in one half. All right, you got him one-on-one with Highsmith. Not good. All right, let's take that off the screen. <laughs> let's never show that again. Come on. Catch his balls, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah flank him out. That's yeah. right. Flank him on. Line that guy who flies planes his entire career made a great career out of just catching balls. Mm-hmm. A.J. Hawk? No. No. Simple Jimmy man. Graham. Jimmy Graham. Graham. Yeah, right. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, just run the fucking <laughs> and just throw the thing at the crossbar. Yeah, exactly. He'll go get it and then watch him dunk it on the crossbar. Boom! Uh, no, we'll suck yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, it 15. All right, let's move on. Uh, there's some interesting stats coming out of the Hammer Dad. podcast about gambling that we need to think about going forward because we have not hit a super boost in some time, boys. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. We were actually the reason why the Thanksgiving one did not hit. Yeah. yeah. Well, not us. Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Jones. I don't want to just blame somebody, but there's a lot of yards for Daniel Jones to run and get, and guess what he was choosing to do? Not get him. So that's a tough Thanksgiving. That's our fault, but that has been the Super Boost curse. We'd like to apologize to everybody that was part of the FanDuel family Super Boost for us letting it all down. We'd like to say... Those days are behind us. You know why? Because we've got some stats now that we're learning from the Hammer Dad podcast. Tone Diggs, why don't you point out some trends happening around the NFL this season? Okay. We talk about sports books, and we talk about how they make money. Okay? A lot of them. What do people love betting on? Favorites and overs. Okay? Hell yeah. That's right. Take a look at that fucking tweet. Favorites, 76-104 this year against the spread. Favorites straight up, though, okay. 111-68-1. So you're right for liking the favorite. The favorite is a favorite for a reason. They are winning the game straight up, but against the spread, they are not tone digs. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Fucking, we got puppies covering at a great rate this season. Oh, and then... Everyone, let's take the over. Let's take the over. Tony Unders, you're a douche. You stink. For those that are wondering, Tone bets the Unders. There is very natural thought to hate people that bet on the under. They're the people at the craps table betting the no-pass line. They're betting with the house. Because everybody likes overs because everybody likes seeing good football, right. like seeing highlights, like getting excited, like, like enjoying their life, just like at the craps table. Everybody likes getting excited, getting pumped up. We're doing this together. It's a team. This is fun. Then the unders community comes in. They're like, give us bad football. Right now. We want red zone turnovers. Exactly. We want turnovers on dimes. That's right. We want a lot of interceptions. 
touchdowns. Not pick sixes. Mm -hmm. We want interceptions, though. That's what the unders are. So a lot of people who bet on the unders are considered boring as fuck. And we don't put them in our super boost because they can be they can be ended mm -hmm. right away quickly if it doesn't seem like that's the case though Tone. unders have been in play the whole season huh? yeah primetime unders started the season real hot um they've come back a little bit uh and then i mean you, you want to talk about unders okay like bad offense good defense there's no team in the history of football that's ever had a worse offense with a better defense than the two 2022 denver broncos who are actually 10 and 1 to the under uh, also, the Colts. Yeah, hey, there was a star. There was a tweet underneath it. Star, a thread. Yeah, ten and oh. one. Also, the who Col put this tweet out? You? No, 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 no. Oh, so you don't want to? You uh, didn't who do was it? it? So who Fuck was it? it? I don't know. I don't, it fucking. I ain't no fucking rat. Was it one of the Hammer Down boys? Was it? No, we hire an outside firm. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay, smart. This is good. Yep. Colts also uh, uh, nine and three to the under. You know, of course, terrible offense. Good defense. Good defense. Uh, and then, obviously, you look at the best ATS teams, Giants, Titans, Bengals. Giants make sense because they're supposed to be poop, yep. and they've been doing good. Uh, Bengals and Titans, they just played each other. They're just good football teams. Okay. Also, Titans don't get a lot of love from Vegas. Neither do the Bengals, really, either. Yeah, well, I think the Titans don't get a lot of love because they're at tough football. Mm -hmm. And once again, what we bank on now – which I guess we didn't during the uh, during the last Super Bowl, did we? Oh, and the Broncos and Russ stink. I just Broncos and Russ stink. Yeah, you said get that against oh, the yeah. spread. Yeah, because the hype about and Russell real. Yeah. So the thought, the notion going into the season about what the Broncos are supposed to be, Super Bowl, and what the offense could be, yeah. still weighs. It appears in some of the lines here. Broncos against the spread, three and eight, not good at all. Broncos under, very, very good. I think the Titans, what we talk about is like Vrabel's able to figure it out yeah. like Belichick. Mm -hmm. I don't think sports books can put a number on like, oh, Vrabel will be able point. to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So we might be able to take advantage of them when it comes to the mm -hmm. Tennessee Titans. AQ Shipley, how do you feel about these stats as a man who's slowly getting into the sports gambling game, much like myself since we retired? There's so many little you know, niche things that we can really dive into, but we need to start fucking winning, AQ. So I agree. What are you getting from these stats, and what should we think about for our next Super Boost? Well, I think we need to bet the under. I think that's what I'm getting from this. Bet against the Broncos. Because I bet the overall diamond, my fucking count, my account keeps going down. <laughs> I don't yeah. get it. Betting the over. Yeah. Numbers going down. Yeah. Numbers yeah. under. It's a cycle. Now, I mean, we will put An this. An under on a Super Boost, though. It's so tough. tough. It's dangerous. It's tough. a dangerous game. You could say that you just like defense, right? Yeah, yeah, you can. But what I'm saying is any under can get beat. An over you can always catch until, like, the final two minutes or whatever. Right. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, like, a Super Boost that gets promoted. I don't know. There's, like, 100,000-some people doing some of these boosts. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of fucking bets. So if we pick something... And it's over at halftime. Not Same even halftime. Yeah. Sure. First, yeah. first fucking quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we go somebody's under in yards, which feels like a good bet, but one play could potentially uh -huh. just fucking ruin it. Missed it, tackle, 70-yard touchdown. Boom, yep. it's yeah. over. Yeah. So like piecing together the super boost, is it's been a mind fuck, to Difficult. be honest. It's been a tough thing. We need to just put a winner Ooh. out there. The yeah. worst is when... We need not worry about something being kicked off in the first quarter or ending too early. We just need to fucking go with our gut. We need to pick a winner. Let's just do... 
a winner tone. Let's just do that. And, and the worst thing, like, sometimes you'll take an under and you'll be on the right side of the under, but a de- two defensive touchdowns fucking. Or annexation of Puerto Rico. Sure. Right. Yeah, touchdown on the last play of the game. Now, mm-hmm. here's my worry with the Broncos that have been on a lot of their unders. At some point, I still think, and you guys have been in locker rooms, I think this defense is going to say, fuck you. And, and quit? Just, I don't know if they're going to quit, but maybe just not not give as much effort. Yeah, saw like, with the Bears and Mitch a few years ago, where the Bears defense was so goddamn good, and then they clearly just said, "Fuck this." Right, I mean, it also kind of happened with the Broncos a little bit on Sunday yeah. against Carolina. You know, it's like typically you'd think that they would blow them out, or not necessarily blow them out, but <laughs> Carolina kind of ran all over them. What do you think about Purcell saying, "Hey, we need to score points to Russell Wilson"? What do you think was said? Hey, enough with your fucking bullshit. Yeah. You yeah. suck. No, I don't think he said that. That no. would be very... That, Aggressive. That'd be, and I think this dude probably a leader on the team. He's a good player. He's a heck of a nose guard. But I'm saying, I think he's probably a leader. That, sure. I think he's one of the Voices. vocal guys. I think, yeah. I would assume, just the way he did that would lead me to believe that probably behind this... I don't know if he has a C. I have no idea. I'd assume in the locker room. Guys listen to pretty him. Pretty well yeah. liked yeah. I would assume. I don't, especially at a nose tackle position. Big dudes start speaking, you know, there's normally either incredibly entertaining. So that defensive line room, either incredibly entertaining, like some of the funniest fucking humans on earth are in defensive lines rooms. If you ever get a chance to tour any football building, whenever the football players are in there, stop by the D-line room and just kind of eavesdrop from the back. It is going to be electrifying. Every single, every building I've ever heard of has been. I don't know if it continued with every building you've ever been. Oh yeah. But every building I've ever been in, D line room, most entertaining room. But if there's a D lineman that's speaking, either hilarious or if one of those big dudes starts speaking with a little, uh-huh. you know, a little bass in the voice, everybody is like, "All right, let's go ahead and fucking listen to this." So I think he's probably a leader. So he's not going to say, "You suck." I do think there's a chance. It's enough of the fucking bullshit. Or some fucking points. I wonder, I wonder if there is a. I wonder if there's anybody that'll be like, enough with all this fucking Russell Wilson the movie stuff. Like, dude, we need to win some games. This movie sucks right now. If you can maybe do it, I wonder who would say that. And if he's the only one that will say it or has the ability to say it because of his position in the team, I think this could be a good thing long term. But nonetheless, this Russell Wilson experience in Denver has been a clusterfuck, AQ. Agree. I mean, leading and following is such an interesting thing, right? Like, you got your whoa, leaders. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then you hey, got, it's about to be a deep one. Yeah, and yeah, then you yeah. got your guys, right? Talk to me, you got sure. your guys that are sitting there like, oh, like what are they saying? What are they saying? And if he's over on the sidelines and they're putting up six points and whatever, 110 yards a game, it's like, hold on. Like, I can only listen to this guy. Be like, all right, guys, next, next fucking drive. Let's go. Here we go. Like, I can only listen to this so many times before I lose my mind. Yeah, because you're an adult, yeah. a successful one. Yeah. You're in the NFL. Your, your defense you're on, very good defense. In the, so amongst the best, you're some of the best. And then on the other side, brand new guy getting paid more than all of you. Mm-hmm. Combined. A lot. All of yeah. you, brand new guy getting paid Who's more than all of you. Who's the representation of the team, which is probably nothing like what you are. Nothing sure. at all what you are like. You could see how somebody would have to take it upon themselves and be like, enough of that. Just in any business, let alone football, which is a lot of emotions. And I don't want to say people are stubborn, but a lot of stubborn people, a lot of attitudes, a lot of egos, a lot of everything. So the NFL locker room is certainly an interesting dynamic. But anywhere, if you are, you know, the backbone of something at the current moment, and you have a completely different personality than what is being portrayed as your face of your pro who is not doing well at all, 
historically one of the worst of all time yeah. doing that, but he's your face and he's your representative. You could see how there would be a little bit of angst at some point. It's surprising it's got to this point. Yes. Like week 12 is the first time they heard somebody say something to him. Because we've been talking about it. Yeah, and this is completion percentage leaders from Ari Mirov at My Sports Updated Pro Football Focus. Russell Wilson's at 58.9%, which is something he was really good at, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Like he had great accuracy, was able to complete the ball, able to move. He's also a top five rusher of all, of all, like as, as a quarterback of all time. None of it makes sense on why he's terrible. But now it has gone for us to analyze everything. And I honestly believe Team 3 is the problem. <laughs> I can't get back to that enough. Them making him believe that he's a movie character as opposed to a human, I think is a part of the problem over there. I was going to say that, and I'm glad you brought that up because we've obviously heard what Sherm and Marshawn said, right? Like, you're not even getting a phone call with this guy, right? So there's no fucking way he's hosting a dinner on a Thursday night. There's no way Saturday before games he's having – you know, the O-line in dinner with them, whatever it is, right? So when you get that and then we spend all this money to bring you in and you're not performing and you're saying all the fucking cliche things that you say bullshit. every week, all the bullshit, exactly. It's like, hold on, bud. What the fuck are we doing? How about – I heard him mic'd up a couple years ago. We talked about this. Yeah, the Dange Witch was tough. The yep. Danger mm -hmm. Witch. Had a good run. How and, good? But they were probably protected – Rust in that locker room, I'd assume, right? Just yeah. like in the Seattle one? Yeah. He's yeah. protected? Have to be. Where did you get... Can you put that photo back up? Casey Anthony's name's down here? Where is this? Where? What are you saying? Who's Twitter? She has a new Netflix special that just came out. So what is this? This is just... Oh, this is on Twitter? Screenshot. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's happening? Oh, Casey Anthony's trending. All right, uh, I see it okay. in the back there. Okay. Will that Smith also trending? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah he was on a podcast. He was also at a uh, – he's, he's doing uh, – he was in the middle of some rainforest uh, the other day on the internet. He Talk. says he understands and accepts that if you don't uh, accept him back yet, if, you, if it's too soon for him to come back to work yet, he understands. He's yeah. got a new movie coming out. And he, Emancipation. Yeah, yes. he understands that people don't want to see it. Not ready to see him back at the box office yet. Looks great, though. I'm ready. Artist from art. Fucking let's go, Will. And he was on uh, – <laughs> He was on the uh, Matt Barnes and the other podcast. It's a good show. It's one of the many skills I think people should up fucking adopt. Yeah, up and smoke. With stack, what skills? That? Yes, there separating the artist from the art. I think there are. I think they're a good show. There awesome. was Showtime, right? I yes. think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there was Showtime. Showtime was doing something there in sports, right? Weren't they yeah, there big for time. a bit? Mm -hmm. Because remember, they had like boxing. Mm -hmm. Then up and smoke was going. They used to have inside the NFL yeah, before Paramount got it, mm -hmm. which everybody's seeing on Paramount Plus. Everybody watching. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Kidding me? What happened? That, has anybody seen that show? They, did Showtime have first right refusal for that show, or did they not? I don't know. I thought it was a good. I used to watch that show all the used, time. Yeah, it used to be awesome. Just I don't died. think I've seen any. I can't find it. I think that's the problem. There's a lot of stuff on Paramount. So like much. I don't think it's getting top billing. And is Showtime going in? Um, is Showtime going to get into the NFL sweepstakes here coming up? Or are I, they out? I, I, I doubt it money. because. Well, and HBO's Who already got them? that relationship with the NFL. So Showtime, though, right? Not anymore, though. Oh, they lost it. Yeah, you're saying. I think because it's not show. Yeah, inside the NFL. Who did Rappaport say that he has a podcast with the Fast, Fast Network? Network? He you made know. that up. What That's is that? not real? Because it's spelled with a PH, I think. Actually, really, like so Fat Farm. P H A S T Z P H A Z T Fast Fast Network. What was that? I have no idea. Thought, yeah, I thought he was lying. I actually thought that it was just on YouTube and he was trying to promote. Is that a network that they created? Like, is this is this Ian Rapport creating a network that and is saying 
This is like when AQ calls restaurants yeah. as his agent. Right. Well, Boom. the good news is when so you're... So he's fast with a PH and a Z network, a network that Rappaport created and had like his wife, who we know is much smarter, yeah. better, call the NFL network and go, hi, we're from the fast network. <laughs> <laughs> we were that wondering. Would, that would actually yeah. make sense. Because the news is when you, you Google them? Fast Network, uh, the first 1,800 results are for Fast Internet. Why? Any, anytime you're trying to get fucking Fast Internet. So. <laughs> but see, like uh, Rapport. He said yesterday, I thought he was fucking with us, and I didn't want to press too hard because I don't want to be disrespectful. But, like, who is going to be all involved in the NFL sweepstakes? I think there's probably companies right now that are rounding up cash who are only going to be created as a network to stream an NFL game after they're seeing what Amazon was able to accomplish. Like, we all assume that, uh, what is it, Fangs, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, yep. and then the S one is uh, something. Starlink. No. That's just Elon. No. You should put him in there, too. Just Elon. Yeah. So maybe it's Fang. Fang. It's just Fang. It's just fang. Okay, we should add an E on there, just yeah, Elon, yes. whatever Elon gets in. Everybody's going to want to get into the NFL. But if you recall, like I think Fox, and I, I watched this with the Madden thing, they just they literally decided to build their network on getting NFL rights. Yeah. I assume that'll happen again with somebody. The NFL is sitting in such a pretty place, such a beautiful place. They're going to make so much fucking money for all the streaming that's going to get involved. Good for them. We got out at the right time. Right before all the money got in there. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. yeah smart, smart move by us. The, yeah. I, I honestly believe the NFL is the only thing that can really. I will say this. I'm happy I got survive out. Everything. I'm happy I got out, though. Oh, yeah. Keep telling yourself. The locker room. The locker room. CBS owned Showtime, I guess. Don't, aren't they a part of Paramount? Yes. Yeah, it's the same network. Yeah, Paramount CBS, yeah. Hmm. So I wonder why they moved it to Paramount Plus and it's not on Showtime anymore. Apple's, if that even matters. Apple's getting it. Uh, Apple's getting it, right? Apple's getting what? NFL ticket. Yeah, who can outbid yeah, Apple? Amazon. Okay, so they're already in it. F Facebook, no. Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. They could all, I think, I think Apple could technically outbid everybody if they wanted to just go all in. Right. Yeah. But I think they, so many people have so much, and by so many people, I mean like there's like 50 companies now that just have so much money. Just mm -hmm. we hear about the big ones sure. that have famous CEOs or people that are out in public or we use. But there is so much money out there right now. And even like, what is it? Microsoft's like third person in command is like still a top 10 yeah. Yeah. richest person, let mm -hmm. alone like at Netflix and Google and all these other places. All these people could fucking get in What if in the there. Saudis fucking want it? They could get in too, huh? Yeah. Fucking yeah, good luck. I saw some post. It might have been Boardroom, which is Kevin Durant's mm -hmm. uh, company. It might have been them. I forget. It was a business one. But they talked about like the real richest people on earth. And it's like the Saudi 1.7 trillion or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. The Saudi royal family, mm -hmm. 1.7 trillion dollars. Yeah, the top family. You fucking try sports watching the NFL though. Good luck. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right. Tell him, Tony. Well said, Tony. Hey, Tiger Woods said, "You want the PGA and to live to get along? Sweet. Get Greg Norman's fucking ass out of there." Yeah. Not in those exact words. Pretty much. But, but, that is, yeah. That was pretty the sentiment. That's yeah. pretty much what he said. First things first. Um, is it Mang now though, and is the is Meta even involved? Because didn't they fucking lose all their money? Uh, they fired a shitload of people. Yeah, mm -hmm. laid off a bunch. And of they're people. going all in on the uh, virtual reality, and I believe it's working, right? What mm -hmm. Meta? Yeah. yeah. Worse for me there for a bit. I haven't been in the uh, <laughs> yeah. True. I haven't been in the Oculus Arena in some time. All right, let's get to a break. Hour two will be on the other side. We'll have Aaron Rodgers joining us in five minutes. Hell yeah. Okay, we moved it up because there is 
an international battle going on mm -hmm. with uh, Iran in the World Cup. USA, Iran, 2 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. Um, I think you were saying it right. Good pronunciation. Thank you. I'm fucking cultured, dude. Yeah, yeah. People were saying, I thought it was Iran. See, that's the problem. Because hey, I ran to the internet. Yeah. And checked, you're wrong. It's Iran. Iran. Oh. Okay, so and you're let's saying, fucking nip that in the butt right, fucking right here first and foremost. Guys. That's right. Thank you, Toe. Okay. Let's Tony. do that. Um, so, wow. Iran has allegedly told the Iranian soccer players' okay. families yes. that you tell them boys to fucking act right when they're on that screen. Yeah. Or what? else. Win or die. Fall in line. So I don't know if we're going to get an as spirited Iranian squad. Or. Good. What? You think they're going to play harder for a team, a country that is threatening their family? Win or die. Is this well, like yeah. a revenge game? Win or, win or die. Hey. I don't think it was about them winning. I think uh, it was about like, we don't need yeah, no, any. Like, no protesting or yeah. doing any of that kind of stuff. But also. Which, by the way, is terrible. Okay. Yeah. People need to know that's happening, though, in the current world that we're in. Remember, mm -hmm. there's a war happening where the neighbor country just said, we're, this is our country now. Okay. Still happening. Yeah. In 2022. We all want the world to be a perfect place. Believe me. We are there. We hope to get there sometime. But we need to understand that in the real, in reality, real, this type of shit is actually still happening. So yeah. we have to remember that. As we try to get to this destination where our entire world is good people and great places and great thoughts and great morals and everything's forward thinking and everything like how we all want it to be. Okay. We don't, we have to deal with the reality that in 2022, okay, even though we've taken Mighty steps, I think, as evolving as a human uh, race. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. This shit's still happening. Oh, yeah. Soccer team in the World Cup. Keep your fucking mouth shut or something else will happen. Mm -hmm. Still happening in 2022. Neighbor country rolls into other countries. Still happening in 2022. We have to remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With that being said, hey, boys, don't feel bad. <laughs> okay. No. That is not for us to worry about. <laughs> Christian, you score four right? to five. Remind them who we are. Okay, we have to advance. We hope everything's safe with their family and in the country and everything like that. Okay, I assume it's not. I don't know enough about the world to really dive into that. But we wish nothing but health and well wishes for the Iranian soccer team and their families. With that being said, we need to win seven eight nothing. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We got another thing coming, Iran. Leave no doubt. Joining us now, a man who is the back-to-back -back NFL MVP. This past weekend saw him leave the game against the Philadelphia Eagles with an apparent injury, potential lung issues, playing with a broken thumb since week five, which mm. we did not know about. Bad friends, bad show. Ladies and gentlemen, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! How are you, bud? Hello. Hey, we I meet again. Yeah, we do. It's great to see you. I should have investigated a little bit more on that thumb. Have you just, you didn't want anybody to know you had a fractured thumb? Did you know you had a fractured thumb week five? And how has that whole thing gone? Is it much, is it hurt like hell every single day? And you've just been toughing it out on these shows? A lot of grit, Pat. A lot of grit. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh grit. Uh, you know, it wouldn't have changed anything. It wouldn't have changed uh you know, playing. I feel like uh, I don't need uh, you know built-in excuse every single week. I have thumb injury. I've dealt with it. I mispracticed. I taped it for the games. That seemed to suffice for me. Um, now, after we got you know Make-A-Wish kids scoop the story, and then there's some other report 
you know, leaked by who knows who about the type of fracture it is and ideas about surgery and blah, blah, blah. Um, interesting times we live in. Oh, hmm. I, I thought I heard a Are little. You, uh, I thought I heard a little. Do you agree with all of it? Do you agree with everything it. that was leaked? Like, why? Do you have issues with what was leaked? And what? How did it come about with the the Make a Wish kid? Uh, yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a uh, aspiring podcaster, I believe. Packers P. So I didn't I was, big P. I was getting, big P. Sorry, Packers P. Sorry, B. Packers yeah. P. Yeah. So I had it right. Nice no, boy. Yeah, big B. All right. Legend. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's on me. No, he was a great kid. He was he was asking a lot of questions. We had a nice little lunchtime chat. And uh, then it got, got released. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm happy he broke that. You, it seemingly uh, sounds like you're not thrilled about the actual fracture getting out because that means that had to come from somebody that had the actual information. And then you said interesting times, which is like, why would you put that out there? We don't need that out there. But let's move on. Let's, well, let's get away from the thumb, you know, because that thing's been, that's old news. That's right. Exactly. Seven weeks, that thing's been broke. Ever since London town, never chatted about it. You know, and, and we talked about this whenever the news broke. A lot of people talk about you being an ayahuasca and hippie and this and that and every standoff or whatever the case. You, you're old school, dude. You are. You're a fucking old school player. I think you take a lot of pride in that. So I would like to let you know we appreciate you not wanting the world to know that a quarterback who throws with his right hand has a broken thumb on his right hand when there was a lot of moments where you were getting fucking buried for being washed where it could have easily came out and many other people will. So I want you to we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you doing that. All right. right. Hope you're happy about that, at least. And we're acknowledging it. Know that others are as well. Well, thank you. Uh, all, right, all right. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about your toughness. Let's talk about your toughness. What happened, man? Are you okay? Was it on that one hit where three people hit you? Did it happen earlier? What, what happened to your... Happened, yeah. There was an earlier shot in the game that kind of uh, rattled the rib cage, And uh, I was trying to stretch some things out at halftime a little bit and realize it probably wasn't some sort of muscle uh, injury. Uh, and then just got hit again in the third quarter. I was having a hard time breathing. I mean, I pride myself on not coming out of games. And, and I've played through a lot of uh, a lot of different things over the years that some that got, you know, got attention, some that haven't got attention. But, uh, but I was in considerable pain, and I felt like I just couldn't move uh, out there really much at all. And wanted to go in and just make sure it wasn't something really, really serious. I, you know, I've heard some stories and seen Randall Cobb uh, punctured a lung back in uh, like 2015 playoffs, I think it was. And that was pretty scary. Uh, and, you know, I've heard some other stories as well. So I just want to make sure that wasn't the case. And, you know, tried to get some x-rays uh, as well, which... I mean, I'll talk about that maybe last, uh, you know, after the season's over. Um, but that was that was an interesting process as well. And then just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't do anything about the pain to get back out there. I will resist the urge to try to guess what happened with the x-rays for the good of everybody. I assume other people will do that, uh, but we will move on. So you, you, did it feel like a fractured rib? Is that what you're, you're saying? It felt like you fractured a rib or something like that, and 
that was what led you to believe that maybe it would be a punctured lung? And how many quarters were you playing with that from that initial hit? And is this something that's going to be able to be healable? You know, because you got Chicago Bears, who you're the landlord of yeah. this weekend, and everybody's talking. Like, on the Sunday Night Football broadcast, it sounded as if you, we, we might never see you play football again, like ever again. And then obviously there's been reports about should LaFleur hold Aaron Rodgers out for the good of Aaron Rodgers whenever they're eliminating everything like that. Where do you stand with all that, and how does that feel right now? Do you feel like that's going to be something that's going to hold you back? Well, we're not eliminated. Uh, I got good news with the scans yesterday, so I plan on playing this week. Hell yeah. Hell you're, fucking, yeah. you're still playing in the NFL? You're still playing? I know. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> hey, okay. Aaron Rodgers playing this weekend. Yeah. Mr. Bears. Hey, that's great news, especially yeah. to a guy that's about to ask you a question. Ty Schmidt, owner of the Packers, your question for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron, is it hard? I mean, I know, like, you're still in it. You guys obviously aren't eliminated. Is it hard not thinking about the future? And, like, we, we've talked about it, you know, I mean, with you – People are going to say shit no matter what, but like, do you get taken aback like if you see some of that stuff on Monday morning after the game, you know, whether it's pro football talk saying, hey, not only will we probably never see him in a Packers uniform again, but that might have been the last snaps he's ever taken. Like, do you pay any mind to that? Have you started thinking about after the season or is it still like, hey, we, we you know, we're not eliminated yet. We still have everything in front of us. Well, I'd say yes to, to both. Obviously, I think about the future all the time. Uh, a la Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And also, uh, you know, we're not eliminated. We got a chance to run run the last five and, and uh, see where we stand after that. So that's the focus for me. Uh, you know, I might miss practice uh, Wednesday. Would not be a full contributor, but that's kind of been standard for the last, I don't know, six, seven weeks. Go to my uh, one of my favorite places to play down in Chicago, and right hopefully, uh, you know, get a big win, get into the bye week, get healthy, and wish, pal. see where uh, <laughs> see where we can get to. That was Zito talking shit to you while you were talking about that. He's holding on a lot of hope, and he popped himself mightily there. That's a big time <laughs> laugh from him. Excited to hear you're back this week, and excited where your mindset is. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, Aaron, I was on uh, John Coon's show earlier today, and he wanted me to ask you. Great show he's doing over there as well. But if you, he wanted to know if you were eight and four right now, heading into this game, would you shut it down for a couple weeks to rest up for the playoff run? If if things were different, Coon, not just a rockhead. Very ah. good question. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Is it though? Is that a real question, John? <laughs> <laughs> You think yes, it is. You think that was disrespectful? You think that was disrespectful to ask that question? Listen, we are eight and four, four and eight, twelve and zero, zero and twelve. I'd be wanting to suit up this week. Oh, yeah. How and not I just because it's because that's what you do. You know, when you're when you're a player, you go out there and if you can play, you play. You don't need some doctor to give you an excuse. Oh man, I don't know, maybe one more week. You know, not quite a hundred percent. No. You can go out there and compete, and you have competitive greatness in your body, in your heart, in your mind. You go out and play. Hell yeah, dude. Hey, felt like I was in a fucking movie right there, dude. Didn't it? That was like, is that that's your mindset it always has? Hey, is that an issue, though? For real, though, Pat, that's an issue I have. Aaron, is that a thing? Is that something, like, as you've been in the league for so long, has that changed from where guys would play through pretty much anything at times? And then is, is there more people now who just, I think people surround players and tell them to shut it down. Does that happen more often where, hey, if I'm not, 
If I'm not 100, I, there's no chance I'm playing. AJ, you said when he said look for an excuse there, right? Because I kind of, my antennas yeah. went up there as well. Is that something you're seeing? Just not maybe on your team, but around the NFL? That's a good question, AJ. Well, I could. I would assume that's, that's probably uh, more prevalent now uh, than maybe it used to be. I think that there's, then, understandably, I guess, there's fear around what does it mean if I'm not 100% and I don't play my absolute best going out there? Does that mean, can I live with that reality? And I think many people can't. Uh, for me, I can because I know what competitive greatness is. It's going out there and trying to do your best all the time and putting your body on the line and putting uh, your, your body in the line for your teammates and knowing that if you're 90%, 80%, gives your team the best chance to win, then you're out there and you're playing. And, and also being able to look in the mirror, I mean, that's honestly the only person you have to really uh, appease and, and whose opinion you got to live up to is that person staring right back at you. So that's why I've always wanted to play, and that's why I've never wanted to come out of games because I'm going to look in the mirror and know that I did everything I could to be out there with my guys. I put my body on the line willingly. And that that's the nature of being a fierce competitor and striving for competitive greatness is that it's not really a question. I don't need somebody to tell me, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe another week you'll be 100%. Maybe just wait one more week. No, no, no. That's just never how I've played. Now, I probably got some help playing behind a guy who played in 300-plus straight starts, you know, because it was never even a question for him. But you can't say that the, there's the same approach now than it was maybe back then. Sticky Finger Bandits, who you're talking about. And I understand um, listening to you <laughs> talk. <You see? laughs> What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Had Come to. on. Everybody was ready. Come on. It's right holiday there. season. Right there. It was right there. I mean, I had to do it. It's reality, too. I mean, I'm sorry about it. I mean, it, it that is. Hard. But whenever you talk about the competitive greatness and, you know, and, and I appreciate your mindset on it because that's like old – you're an old-school football player. never gets talked about. Everything else gets talked about about you because, you know, you are Aaron. You have the most face shots. They actually had to zoom in on your ass on Sunday Night Football because they were trying to get your thumb. And you just so happened when you put your hand down, your thumb – real close to your ass. They resumed on your ass for maybe 35 seconds on Sunday Night Football. Your face gets a face. Like I, think a that's what kids, I think that's what the kids call the thirst trap. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. You, put a little th you put that thing out there. You knew that they were zooming in on that. You put the booty in the way. Go ahead and check out the squats on the fucking bar. I pretty, but you get a lot of FaceTime. Nobody talks about you being like old school guy, though. And it seems like you are, even though I believe you could have been a hit. Or the fact that I'm the, or the, fact that I'm the COVID MVP. Well, all right. One, oh, yeah. Thank 20, you, Aaron. 20. Thank you, Aaron. I got MVP the two years of the pandemic. That's my MVP. I mean, God damn right. I'll tell you what. Because you weren't afraid of you had. All right. All right. I mean, obviously, uh, Cowboy Diggs. Uh, he rides again. Cowboy Tone is, <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. is getting real excited about it all. <laughs> and you had certainly had people that had your back on that whole thing, and I saw them in there. You winning the MVP in the middle of that season with everything that was going on is maybe the one – Modern miracle of the modern media that oh, yeah. I could have never foreseen coming. We thought you had no fucking shot. You, I think we've talked about that. Because remember, the one uh, voter 
Pornhub Arkush. He came out and said it openly. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, this is what, this fuck. I'm what, this fucking guy? I mean, he's killing me. Yeah, he's good. He's an asshole. I can't he's vote killing for me. Him. Are we doing that? I can't vote for him. It was like, that was kind of a glimpse we thought into everybody. But since he did that, and everybody was like, that's how you're going to judge who the MVP is. There was almost like you say, it almost put everybody else in kind of a little bit of a, a pretzel who was maybe thinking the same thing. And uh, I hope we talk about that going forward because that was a modern miracle. Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. back to back too. I know. Unbelievable. Back to back. I mean, is that a bigger miracle than surviving the winter of death or All right. what do you think? See, here we go. <laughs> now we're getting right yes! back into it. Uh, but listening to you talk about the, competitive greatness and showing up for your teammates with broken thumb and all that. And we asked you last week about thinking ahead because everybody's calling for it now that you're having a different season than you had had in the last like five years. Everybody's talking about, oh, he's going to retire, he's going to disappear, he's going to do all that. And you have chatted pretty openly about thinking about the future and everything. When I asked you, I think it was last year or two years ago, I said, what do you love about football? You cut this promo about competing and like everything about it. And it was one of the best like speeches about competition and your mindset towards competing from somebody who's an elite athlete. And we appreciate that. We still run the fucking commercial to this day. Oh, yeah. And then last week we asked you about the future and you said it's gonna be difficult to get away from the NFL. And you say you think about the future all the time. Have you figured out how you're gonna satiate your fucking competitive juices going forward as an adult? Have you thought about that? You got a FaceTime for something. Uh, I have, yeah. How are you going to do Are you going to become a professional golfer? Is that what you're planning on doing? Are you like, no, I, I think I, you're you know going to be. I got to say this. How many times do I have to say this for my golf friends? It's not going to happen, bro. You, you, <laughs> these golfers are on a whole different level. They're so fucking good at every single tour. You can't just pick up, you know, and, and go out there and expect to compete. You know, John Smoltz has played in a few exemptions on the Champions Tour. And I don't think he's finished in the top 40 or so. And he, and he also well, made the U.S. Senior Open as well as a qualifier, which is pretty amazing. I mean, but didn't, you know, I mean, but didn't break par or shoot around par. Like, that's a champions tour where there isn't a cut, except for in the majors. Don't worry about that. But you're talking about, like, Romo hasn't sniffed a cut. Uh, Steph, you know, didn't make, you know, didn't sniff a cut as well right. on the Corn Ferry. Like, these guys are elite level athletes. And so, no, I'm not going to join golf. Uh, I do enjoy, you know, some other hobbies that I haven't been able, you know, to experience for a long time. And I'm probably getting into some of those things. But as far as competitive stuff, I don't know, going down to the park and playing a little pickup basketball and, oh, okay. you know. Dunking on some people, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it Lower sounds good. Yeah, but Lower rim. We talk, we're at a nine feet right over here right now. It makes mm -hmm. you feel real good about yourself. Oh, we yeah. put it down for little Phil yesterday. This hoop's at nine feet. Feels like you, I feel like A.J. Hawk, 40-inch vertical flying yeah. around all over the place. But everybody's just so quick to say that you're going to retire, you're going to retire. And I think you, you have thought about it in the past as well. People that are as good as you are at the position that you're at, don't have it easy. It's not an easy thing just to kind of move on from. And that kind of just gets thrown away in this whole thing about how fucking competitive of a human you are, which is why you've been so good. So everybody that's just so quick to be like, this guy's fucking out of here, not playing back. I think that's just like a, a misread of a situation. Personally, I think you're going to, I think you're going to figure it out. I think you are going to golf a lot more. I think you're going to get real good, real good at the golf. And then you're going to start flirting with it. And then you're going to get in the champion store, and you're going to get top 50, just like me. And we're going to get $20 million from A.J. Hawk. Oh, I've yeah. forgotten about that. Um, uh, let's go to the Eagles game a little bit here. <laughs> um, Blankenship, were you impressed by that? Did you think he was gone? 
Did you think he was bailing? That uh, undrafted rookie that got a pick from fucking Aaron Rodgers in his first game. He's going to talk about that for the rest of his life, uh, getting a pick on primetime. That's how it goes. Darius Slay said, I need a Mount Rushmore ball. I got one from Tom. I got one from Peyton. I need one from Aaron. Like, you don't throw a lot of interceptions, so this is a big deal. This Did he trick you? Did this guy trick you? Did, is that what happened, Aaron? And are you okay to say that or no? No, he didn't trick me. Okay. The guy ran the route, and I, threw, I shouldn't have thrown the ball. That's what happened. <laughs> I didn't should have been down the seam. I shouldn't have been off it. But when he, when he was crossing over there, I was like, yeah, maybe I can, if he cuts in front of the guy, I can fit it in there. I shouldn't even throw the ball to him. Should have just airmailed it to the, you know, guy on the horse standing on the sidelines over there. Horse John. Good player or no? You think Blankenship a good player? Kid's got a chance after watching him play in his first uh, action or no? They're, he was getting love. A hey, lot of it. He was getting love, love. I mean, he caught a ball right to him. Good play. <laughs> all right, all right, love it, love it, absolutely love it. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a negative opinion about the kid, but, but, you know, let's, let's, let's hold our horses. We left crown so quick. I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell you if he had a good game or a bad game. He made a pick, so it's probably a good game. All right, let's talk about some of your teammates who had good games. Christian Watson continues to build. CJGJ actually tackled him full speed, which I have a lot of respect for CJGJ doing that because Christian Watson, in your words, not a lot of them running around on any field anywhere. Big dude, presence has really come into his own. What do you think about him and his growth over the last few weeks going forward here? I think it's an incredible case study on how one play can change the course trajectory of a person's life. I mean, I think we know in general one one decision, positive and negative, in our in our lives can change uh, the course for all of us. One like piece of advice, one uh, chance encounter, one random meet up with someone. You know it, that can that can do it, but it it's rare in this game that kind of one play changes everything for a guy and people are like well there had to be something in practice or this or that so no not really no i mean i watch the kid every single day he went from struggling uh to, for consistency to you know i said the other day he's kind of, he dropped like one pass in the last three weeks uh, but everything he's catching now and uh we've seen his speed and we finally got to hit him j-lo threw a nice pass to him on that concept versus one high and we've seen kind of those type of clips, like a couple of them over the years, where, where when we installed the offense, that was you know the Julio Jones catching that ball and and the backside guy running that post, kind of hold the safety. And if you got a guy with speed, that guy can turn a you know ten yard completion into a sixty yard touchdown, and that's exactly what he did. But uh, but yeah, I mean he's six touchdowns in three weeks. That's pretty impressive for anybody, and for a rookie who had none coming in. Uh, you know, after nine weeks, uh, pretty pretty cool for him. Man, week one he had that one, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, now you got to go through that. Season. Probably got to go through that to get the chip on his shoulder. But, damn, that could have happened. <laughs> Maybe different. Hey, hold. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, AJ. That's fucking crazy that that happened to him. I'm happy he's showing up, though. He's a dude. Oh. Hey, he's fucking one of these guys, huh? Aaron? Yeah, he's he's well put together. Just like me and you. Pretty fast. Just like me and you, Aaron. Go ahead, AJ. He's yeah, he's quick. Yeah, can't wait to watch you guys on the on the senior tour. But Aaron, have you seen? Can you remember in your in your time? Have you ever seen anyone else 
like have such a big impact from one play or possibly one game? Have you ever like been a part of a team or seen anyone do this? I don't know. I mean, I've seen people kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, remember James Starks, you know, in 2010, he was on the PUP for forever. We wondered who this kid from Buffalo, is he ever going to play? And then he has a hundred yards, you know, in the, in the playoff game against the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and nobody ever seen anything from him and, and ended up having a real nice career for us uh, in Green Bay. That's, I mean, that kind of comes to mind, but not really like one play where you go from, uh, is this kid going to, you know, going to make it, going to get it figured out? You know, people are kind of bagging on him to, oh, my God, he's, you know, a star in, in, uh, in a matter of a few weeks. Um, hard to think of anybody who's had that kind of jump, but happy for him. You know, he, he cares about it. And the cool thing is just seeing the confidence, you know, like that's as an older player, you love uh, seeing, uh, seeing that confidence grow in those young kids because you see the evolution and Noah's like to be that young and to, you know, want to, you know, play well and want to have those impact plays and, and not having them, you know, multiple times. And, and then to have like a game like he did against Dallas and then to follow it up with two touchdowns and then to have a catch and run in 100 yards and in another game, it's like pretty cool for the kid. How about another young guy who showed some great confidence? J-Lo, you just talked about him hitting Christian. What were your thoughts on his performance? Did you get a chance to chat with him afterwards about how he played? And it seemed like he looked like a much more confident and better quarterback than he did last year. Seems like there's real growth there. How did that make you feel? Uh, it was it was really nice to watch. You know, I uh, you know feel like an older brother uh, watching him uh, you know do well. I care about the kid a lot, and fun to see his growth. Fun to just see him just kind of relax up there. You know, I think that's, as any young player, same thing with Christian. You know, once you can make a few plays, it just it kind of takes the anxiety out of the body and the tension out of the body. And to see him, you know, make accurate throws and, and do what he's been doing uh, has been fun to watch. I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of it I, I see, through, obviously go back and think about what I was thinking about as a third-year player. But the jumps that you see coincide with, him, you know, working on things in uh, look team reps, you know, practice a lot, working on look offs and different types of arm angle throws. And you didn't see that in the game. You just saw him kind of playing on time and making accurate throws. But but I think it's because he's been feeling confident and, and doing those things on the look team. Then when you get in the game, it allows you to just kind of sink and go back to the, you know, the fundamental things that you've, that, that you've been, been drilling on. So big uh, you know, big respect to him. Obviously, I think Tom Clements deserve some amount of credit because he's such a guru in teaching the fundamentals. But uh, happy for Jay to go out there in a primetime game and, and have success. That was cool to hear. Tyone, your question for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you have a good Christmas. Glad nobody tried to cancel it this year. Um, you uh, recommended a book this year for the book club. Uh, a breathing book. Justin Fields has talked this year about how he's used yoga uh, to help his breathing on the field. Are you going to give him that book maybe as a present uh, this Sunday and talk to him about his breathing? That's a good question, Todd. I might. There's actually a couple other books uh, about breathing that I was thinking about putting on here, but I didn't want to overwhelm everybody because Pat's a big mouth breather. Oh, yeah, I got um, that. Trying, yeah. trying to get him you know, more in the nose and, and working on some of those different types of breathing stuff, but um, it's a little early. Right? That's what you got to do. It's in, deep, all the way, and then all the way out, you got to. 
<laughs> I've been in one of those hot yogas. I've been in one of those cult things. What are you doing with your lips, though? You're you just... I'm relaxing everything. That's what I'm told. Yeah. Let all the air out, relax everything. Mm -hmm. Do it. Yeah, you got to do some, some kegel work, though. All right. All right, doing? just get back to your place, Justin Fields. I'm breathing every day. Uh, it's, a little, it's a little early. I'm not sure what his policy is on, on gifts. You know, I always feel like uh, that you can buy yourself some things until about, you know, maybe two, maybe three weeks at the most before Christmas. You got to shut it off. I don't know what his, uh, you know, what his uh, policy is. But uh, if, you know, he mentions it after the game, I'll definitely send him, send him a book for Christmas. If he doesn't. And it's a maybe. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about um, that? Became a great question, Tone. That became a conversation about Justin Fields because of how much he's running. They're uh, they've got him on a pitch count already. He's 24 years old. They got him, and I say that because that seems to be early for this, but it's working. He's running all over the place. And then he was talking about his breathing and getting winded in those big situations. Obviously, he's being very, very transparent. But like, I think. People listening that like, oh, this guy's tired or he's scared of the big moment and they got to put him on a pitch count because he can't run as much. He's only 24 years old. Are we overthinking all that? And how much do you think the breathing aspect is like real and how much did it change how you play? Probably overanalyzing things. I think that's a standard in, uh, in sports media. Uh, no. I'm not sure. Media, I haven't no. seen the comments. No, of course not. No. I haven't seen the comments, but uh, – I think 24-year-old uh, should be able to handle anything they throw at him. Um, I'm not sure what pitch count. Are we talking about runs or passes? or Running. They say, and it might have been – who knows, if it, was, it might have just been phrased improperly, but basically they're like they're watching how much he runs in practice because of how much he's been running in games or something like that. And I was like – Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, I, I, you know, they, they have all these, you know, modern-day technology, yeah. GPS, sports, how many, you know – Yards you're running at practice, so, yeah, I don't, that makes sense. I mean, we do that for every single position player, so I'm not surprised on that. But uh, I'm sure he can handle he can handle all of it. Uh, breathing, yeah, I've talked about box breathing and, and how that's helped me out. Um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, uh, other things to be kind of studied and pondered and talked about when it comes to different types of breathing and breathing impacting, uh, you know, the anxiety levels. Uh, heart rate and then also you know in conjunction with meditation or yoga practice or whatever it might be there's some there's some good stuff in that there's some good books about it i could recommend but uh uh yeah it's important you gotta get out of stop being such a big mouth breather aj is a mouth breather as well what he wants to do we broke our we broke our big ass beaks at some point in our lives i assume aj that's why you breathe at night not officially broken but yeah i have no air coming through but yeah, yeah I did not officially broken. yeah i mean it's pretty tough to get it through no official break this here guy. either did not get it documented is that what you're saying did not have have somebody officially tell us it just was didn't broken? break didn't break i've had it drilled out but that didn't take so i need to do it again <laughs> you wear a seatbelt for real okay He's any better. ent's out there <laughs> let me know for real uh but the well, how long have you been like this aaron honestly have you always been like this like because we've only got a chance to chat with you the last three years have you what, all a hippie? Yeah. Yeah, that's like kinda. Have you always been like that your entire NFL career? Is this something you've evolved into? No, I'd say the last ten years probably. Last ten years I've thought more about uh, kind of the holistic approach to life and to and to sports. Everything has gotten better because of it for you? Yes. Everything has gotten better. I mean I look uh, you know, I look uh, healthier, I would say. I see some of my old pictures and I'm, AJ always, you know, sends me 
pictures of myself where I look super bloated or fat or whatever just to body shame me, which I don't really appreciate. Of course. But, um, Come on, I just want to get it out there. False. Ty uh, called Baumgartner fatso the other day. Yeah. Yeah. That was in jest. That's a joke. Ty no, said that to him. He, like he said he was good. He said it a couple of times. It was rude. It was, it was, I was disgusting. I was, I was so disgusted. Rude. That's, yeah. That, you, you know, did he respond with something about Cameo and how big he is on Cameo or what? I don't think he has responded good news. I'm happy he did not hear it because it was, because I actually said, that was disgusting. And then Ty goes, oh, boo-hoo, fatso. That's what he said as the follow-up. To it, so I was like, "Damn, pretty rude, old Baumgartner." I don't know if yeah, Baumgartner deserved like that. Like I said, you're like AJ Darren. I hope you're happy. Just as a joke, if he took it one way, you know, I'm sorry. But well, you know, it, you know, everybody's looking to be about something. So yeah, who's you know? I think Brian's a big boy. He probably will be able to, you know, not find too much offense from that comment. Okay, good. That, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Baumgartner. I've enough in it already. So. I was. I was so offended by it. Because I don't, I don't have a relationship with that guy, you know? So, like, some of the people we bury on this show, we have relationships with. So it's like when I inevitably have to run into said person, I, they at least get it, you know? But there are some people who get some ricochet shots from this show that I've never met before, and then I meet them for the first time, and, oh, I forgot about something that the toxic table – said eight months ago that definitely got to this person and i'm coming in for a man awesome to meet you and it is not like that at all it's like all right this is why i don't go in public whoops hey okay that was my guy he was just joshing that's all oh. you gotta say yeah well there's normally some built-up scars i think because yeah. normally they sit on it for a few months yeah. you know what i mean that whole thing happens but anyways bomb we don't fuck with him so I, anyways he got body shamed just like you did it sounds like from aj i'm happy to hear that you have figured out what makes you the best you speaking of the best you possible i feel like i've been the best me possible because we've been a part of something for two seasons mm -hmm. now that makes the world a better place aq something you've never done mm -hmm. the oh. world needed a book club to rally behind the world I need to get something in real quick. Okay. Is this the x-ray thing? Not about COVID. Um, uh, or the x-rays. Okay. It was more on the lines of speaking of people who watch our show and with a victim mentality and then get offended by things. Oh, here we go. I did want to make sure that I mentioned how much fun and how well decorated and well thought out the Thanksgiving set the Thanksgiving gathering was at the Crosby's house. Hell yeah, yeah. Crosby! Yeah. We wow. knew it, didn't we, Aaron? We knew they were going to do yeah. great, didn't we? So big shout out to Molly and Mason Crosby, especially Molly, because Molly was very sensitive Thank about you, some of the things said last week. So I want to say she did a great job. Hell yeah, Molly. She was most of the time a very attentive, ho attentive host. And... And... Uh, she has some help and some really cute kids who I absolutely love. So that was that was great spending time with them. But I have to mention, because Molly will absolutely lose her mind if I don't, that she did a really nice job hosting. And I'm sure Mason, you know, did a little bit. How's the turkey? Yeah, the turkey, yeah. The cooking of the turkey was certainly something you said can get your anxiety levels high. How did it taste? Was it a smoked? Was it a, a fried turkey? Did what? we go a baked turkey? What, what was the turkey? What was your overall rating on the food that I'm sure Molly heard you judge before you even got there? Listen, I'm going to say this again. I don't think anybody goes to Thanksgiving, oh. not many people, and really, you know, is looking forward to eating turkey. Like, it's the only time of the year they actually eat turkey. I mean, there's got to be some people out there, I'm sure. 
I'm not one of them. I'm about the sides. So I was very, very happy with the side options, with the pie options. Oh, oh come on. It was it was a very well. What were the sides? What were the sides? Good, good stuffing. Good stuffing, huh? Listen, you need a good sweet potato something. Oh, yeah. And there was a great one. I don't know, and I don't want to, you know, I'm probably going to hear about this if she actually did, but I don't know that Molly actually cooked the turkey. I believe there was some help from a fantastic chef named Adam, who everybody at the Packers knows and loves. And I don't know if Molly actually did it, but... I will say everything else that Molly had ready was fantastic. <laughs> they were party favor giveaways. Wow! wow. Mostly attentive. Mostly, Mostly attentive. attentive. I, I don't think she. Attentive. I don't think wow. she cooked over turkey. <laughs> I think our team chef did. This. Molly, don't listen to any of that. Bad. I feel a little bad, and I, I just want to get this PSA out there. Listen, don't be a freaking weirdo. Okay. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody who watched the show went over to Molly's house Whoa. with some sort of pie saying it was from me. Oh, no. And then wouldn't nice leave. Video. That was, I'm just saying this, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah. And don't it. be that person. Yeah. I don't think they're from so, my show. They're from something different. else. They probably follow you on Instagram or something. Yeah. She's lucky Mace yeah. didn't come home and pound that dude. Yeah. Pound him. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Pound the shit out of him. Thanksgiving. Pound him. They talk about stuffing on yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. This is I'll Thanksgiving. Give you a pound pound, pound that damn dude. right. All right. Uh, congrats to Crosby's on an incredible Thanksgiving. A lot of work goes into that. So, Molly, I assume yep. you kicked yeah. ass. Way to go, Molly. Well done, Molly. Love well you, Molly. Molly. There were some things said in that, Molly, that you should just just don't even hear. Glaze over. <laughs> Everything else was good. <laughs> All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is fantastic to be a part of something that makes the world a better place for once and for all. AQ, you know nothing about that. Ain't that right? That's right. We have made the world a smarter place, a better place, a more insightful place with these Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays, not only from the conversation, but from the things that have been created. Most importantly, a book club that this generation needed. You had heard of book clubs in the past. I believe Oprah still has a large one. There needed to be a new one. We didn't know there needed to be a new one until we were sitting on the show one time, and the person that created the new one said, I have a book I'd like to recommend. And then, boom, the Aaron Rodgers Book Club began. Since then, we have learned of so many books that have made people more smart. We've learned of so many situations where kids have started reading. We have learned about adults who have cracked back into their bookshelf Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start diving back into reading to make the world a better place with the Aaron Rodgers Book Club. And now it is time to debut the 12th or 13th book from this week's and this year's Aaron Rodgers Book Club. First, it was the Mastery of Love. We mastered that, didn't we? Hell yeah. Almost a doctorate if you fucking needed it. Then we went to 1984, which caused quite a conversation from George Orwell. Then it was Yoda Contemplation, which we contemplated how to change your mind, which is also a documentary. Healing, which was a breathing book that needed maybe to be shared with Justin Fields. Then there's obviously The Boy in the Mushroom and The Sacred Cross. And then there was Love Wins. There was a Keanu Reeves coloring book. And last but not least, Into the Wild, which... In this gripping account, acclaimed journalist John Crocker reassembled the disquieting facts of Chris McCandless's short life, and he searched for clues to the mystery of his untimely death. This was a fucking thriller. This oh, one yeah. was awesome. Yeah, and uh, I can't wait to hear what this week's is. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers Book Club 2.0, book 13 is 
is in no way a representation of anything I feel like you personally need to work on. So I'm, oh, wow. I'm not, uh, this is not directed at you. No, but the book is called, the book is called recovery freedom from our addictions. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's by an individual <laughs> that I find very fascinating. And his name is Russell brand. Oh yeah. Ooh. Hey, he was, uh, he was a rich, uh, English, uh, yeah, Al yeah. the Snow. There it is. In that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Al the Snow, yeah. You sound like you're from London. You got to Get him to the Greek. Yeah. He was, something happened with this guy where he disappeared. Great and soundtrack. They came back. Mm-hmm. This guy, interesting, right? Oh, yeah. Very, Very much. Interesting. Script. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book. What's it called? Very Freedom? Thought-provoking guy. It's called Recovery, Freedom from Our Addictions. Um, and I just I enjoy uh, listening to him. He... You know, says a lot of things that make you think and encourages you to do kind of your own uh, your own research and stuff. But I do enjoy kind of his openness and honesty. And he was in obviously big, uh, you know, Hollywood guy. And now he's kind of uh, not really working there as much and talking about experiences, a lot of addictions uh, that he had to work through. But uh, I do appreciate his uh, point of view. He's somebody who's on that list of like, you know, five or ten people he'd love to have dinner with at some point just because I find him uh, – I'm interesting and enjoy uh, how thought-provoking uh, he can be. So, so I also think he's a really good writer. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I wasn't pointing that at you. Obviously, AJ has his own issues with cigar smoking that he's been working through. I haven't seen him smoke on the show in a while. But uh, Oh, did you read Russell Brand's book? Quit. Did you read it and yep. you quit smoking cigars? Is that what you did? Yep, exactly. If you read this book, do you, you have Russ. to read it in that accent? I assume, I right? Have so, to. Yeah, I think so. Have yeah. to. He has a great one. There's probably yeah. an audio book. I'm sure uh, That'd be awesome. Connor or Diggs could uh, check that out, get you the audio book. Football sure. season, Aaron. It's going to be tough to. Narrated by Helen Mirren, I think. How do you feel? Uh, she's awesome. I don't know who that is. That's a British lady? Dame. Yeah. She's a dame, yeah. She's awesome. She's a dame? Dog. Dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog. Good reader? Sounds like she's a great, great reader. Great reader. It's a total package. I don't know who this is. She's Sounds a like rocket. This. Oh yeah, we got it. That's it, why it's on. It's on. It's on all. It's, it's narrated by Russell Brand. It's, oh, okay, so it's go. not this woman. Woo. All right, sweet. All right, so Russell Brand's reading his own book. Okay, go Russ. Um, so just as we go forward here in this relationship, anytime you pick a book specifically for me, like don't don't start out with saying. Hey, because as you were thinking about laying it out, you're like, oh, Pat's going to think this is for him, and it is. So you tell me beforehand. Wouldn't have thought that was for me if you didn't say, like, <laughs> hey, maybe this book is you're the only one that reads it this week. That's kind of how you laid it out, but I appreciate you doing that. Honestly. I know you're not going to read it, so <laughs> I also didn't want you to get sensitive because I feel like there's been a couple times during this 45 minutes where you may have taken somebody else's offense and made it your own. Hey, Baumgartner. I mean, he got <laughs> Baumgartner. He got, clogged that toilet. I mean, he got dunked Ooh, on by Ty a couple yeah, times. Yeah. Poor fella. Anyways, can't wait to read that book from Russell Brand in Russell Brand's voice and then listen to the audio version to hear how close it was and see if I got the same exact outcome from it. We appreciate the hell out of you. Good luck in Chicago, man. You're a landlord up there. Bird up. Thanks, guys. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. This was the
king of the wedge. Hell this yeah. guy had a hell of a year. We had great returns. He was an incredible center. He was a coach. He won a Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, a member of the Penn State cult, host of In the Trenches and Bobbled Exchange, A.Q. Shipley. Yeah, Let's go in the trenches, A.Q. Well, before we do that, I think I won more than I lost when it came to the wedge, wedge buster. Yeah. K.O. Dub, king I used of wedge. To, I used to do this. I used to walk by Pat, right? I'd go, hey. I got the L2. Make sure you fucking watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was ready. <laughs> and L2, L2 is the one that is, uh, so twos go. One normally hang, right? One, safety guys. They're one, two, three, four, five. Count from outside in. R, one, two, three, four, five. L, one, two, three, four, five on kickoffs. Ones normally safety guys. They can put ones, though, at like a three position to try to fuck up your count. You're trying to find the ones at all times. Could be lined up at four, still the ones because they're not counted for. We're blocking two, three, four, five. Two, always smokers. Going to bust. They are four, 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 five, straight to ball. So big fella here used to have to fake going first, peel off. Hello, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the fucking wedge game, little guy. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was good at it. I thought for sure after watching the movie Concussion, probably wasn't the best position. Sure. Uh, I'm happy they kind of sure. changed it. I haven't watched it. Don't worry but about it. But I did text him immediately afterwards, like, just watch Concussion. I'm worried about you, buddy. <laughs> and uh, careful it seems like your brain's doing just fine. What was, what was my response? I haven't watched it. Won't watch it. That's right. If it doesn't enter the universe, it's not real. It's not real. That's right. Well, we're not getting that whole conversation. Yeah. Because that was a conversation that was happening, and I think it still is. And oh, yeah. I'd say. Merrill Hodge is just. Yeah. Well, talk about He's the wedge and the wedge buster in that yes. one. Yes, uh, anyways, AQ, I'm proud of you, bud. In the yes. trenches, let's learn some stuff about some good football players. AJ can hear me, right? Yep. yep. Perfect. Yep. This is the play I texted you about yesterday, all right? So, fourth quarter, two minutes left in the game. Cleveland Browns down. First of all, let's also note. A lot of offensive coordinators would be in full panic mode right now and not run the ball. They continue to run their offense because they know they got a dog. Right? Here's another thing that I love, which also sets this up. We hate this matchup, right? Joe Tryon, Shoyanka, stud. David Njoku, one of the best catches of the year, right? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're going to detach him just a little bit, just widen the split a little bit, which widens him out a little bit. We don't want to block him, so now we're going to send him through. Okay? Now check yep. this out. We get the man scheme. Anytime you get a G scheme or a man scheme, either guard, guard pulls, depending on the backside shade. Since he's in a three, we're just going to pull the center. Center and guard are going to pull front side. Watch, center, and left guard. Get out in space here. Let's go, boys. Let's watch this. This is is a huge play. They call a run. Two minutes left in the game. They get stopped here. They're kind of in in a shitty situation. Now look at that hole that they just Wow. Huge. Right? Now check out Njoku on an all-pro, Levante David. Boom. Up on Devin White. Look at that. Boom. Boom. Wide open. And now we get a free runner. Oh, man. We get a good block there. 30-yard gain gets him down. Jeez. 10-yard line. And then, obviously, they get the game-winning touch or game-tying touchdown to go into overtime and end up winning it in overtime. Two-minute drill. People are scared to run the ball because the ball is going to end up in the playing field. So you're either going to have to spend a timeout or the clock's going to keep running and people are going to be tired. Exactly. Last night, Jonathan Taylor couldn't pick up a third and two on uh, two-minute. Everybody's losing their mind because it was bad clock management. This time, Nick Chubb and the boys execute, and they fucking win this game, AQ. Did you expect this? No way. I did not. I did not expect this. I thought... Buccaneers coming off a bye week, getting healthy, got, kind of got things figured out, right? We all thought they got sure. things oh, yeah. figured out. I did. They did not, clearly, and there was some questionable stuff down the stretch that 
you know, on what that? side? Some what decisions, about? some decisions, right? The, same, same thing we were questioning last night. Do we call a timeout? Do we not call a timeout? Some different things like that. Game management, a little game management stuff. No, but, Jeff Saturday does that. But yeah, ended up uh, getting getting a tough loss, and now the Bucks got to regroup. They got they're oh, other fortunately top yeah. bowls came out. I believe it was either today or yesterday, and basically admitted like, yeah, I was playing for overtime on their last possession when they had a couple timeouts. Yeah, I know who doesn't like that very much. Mm. Who's that? That'd be Thomas Edward Patrick So, so you're Brady saying the quarterback, Jr. Thomas Edward Brady, on the field doesn't have say-so? In- well, remember, there's numerous times where Tom – I don't think he does. I think he's still getting plays called to him, right? He's not calling the plays like Peyton yeah. did, right? Well, at least. I mean, I think he's got some control, especially if – they went into some no-huddle stuff, I think, in overtime, which I think he's got some control over. Yeah. But well, for the most part, it- he's not calling the plays. Peyton was calling plays. Like, I think it, that's not normal. No. AJ, is that not normal? He's like Nobody- one of – Nobody calls their plays. Is that it's like nineteen seventies they did. I wonder, and I wonder, you know, that's why putting that two play minute, sh- two minute quarterbacks do it usually. Well, in that play sheet, that's why it's so important, right? Normally, quarterback and the play caller go through like the play sheet, and it's like selecting which plays in what situations, and they're there to like remind them. It's kind of like a team effort. Some places probably not like a team effort as much as other places. Well, I think what most people don't realize either is even on the no huddle two minute stuff, they're still getting stuff called in. It's like, hey, run trips formation right and get a play called, right? And they're giving them the play. Like, it's very few times do quarterbacks make these calls on their own. It's like you, you – Well, we give them all the credit for it, don't we? I feel yeah, like we give yeah. a lot of credit for – like. But I think the coaches need the charts, though, Pat. I think, like, the, the coaches, some of them have these giant charts that they're going to, okay, and they have third and medium, third and whatever, first and ten, and they're going down their list and they, they pick what's best. A quarterback just has to come out of – out of the blue and just he has to memorize every single word of every single call that's why i think it's really hard for them to make those calls yeah i think so too but like i guess i was just in an alien like situation watching peyton just call out all the code words basically to every wide receiver after looking at the after looking at the defense and being like ah we're running this 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 and this and then just going for it I guess there's not a lot of humans that can do that, huh? I guess no, so. it's unheard of. And, and even That's why watching him, oh, I don't need time out. Because yeah. he was actually. Right. He's yeah, in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, that yeah. was actually like, yeah, it is my game. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah. We will call it after this run to Jonathan Taylor or whatever. Yeah. He had more say than anybody in the history, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, it, I've never heard it. And that's why, like, I laugh every time where it's like, oh, why didn't he just audible? Like, they don't have the freedom to do that. Quarterback, even the best I've been around, don't have the freedom to do that. Now, you might tag some things where kill, alert, you To can, a second play. To a second play, right? But you don't have full authority to just go full tilt audible. Man, I think that's – I think I'm learning something here, yeah. honestly. I, I assume that it was a, a lot more, you know, decisive uh, in, like, reading a defense. Man, I, I thought that's why Brady left New England because he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And now he's in Tampa. And he can't do what he wants to do. But let's also remember, too, it's his buck season now. A couple of years ago when they won the Super Bowl, weren't really struggling. Now this, you know, time, AQ can probably speak on it specifically, is when they kind of flipped the switch. And I bet because of a loss to the Browns, who aren't, you know, very good this year, this might be the perfect time for Brady to say, okay, this fun game, you know, it was a good time. It's my team now, okay? We're doing what I say. We're not playing for overtime. No, we're not playing for overtime. Okay. I want another ring. Okay, I think. You think I made the decision that I made that had the ripple effects that it has had to come back and play for overtime? I don't think so. I lost my family, guys. <laughs> I want to win games. The guy's a black belt, Todd. Jesus. Did you hear this? <laughs> you think I'm playing for overtime, dude? Come on. He's Brazilian, asshole. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 
Like this will be the yeah. Buccaneers' yeah. time. It's after Thanksgiving. Isn't that what Belichick says? At, that's the most important football. And Tom's just there been mentioning Belichick over and over again. There it is. What are you talking about? Just saying. All Tom talks about is how much, you know, Coach Coach Belichick, he always showed us. <laughs> oh, he's not he's like Derek Carr. What are you talking about? Oh, he's not Derek Carr, but there's a lot of nostalgia in his voice for sure. Hey, did you see Derek Carr heal from an injury? Uh, he is he's a Wolverine. Yeah. Well, you know how Russell Wilson said he's a Wolverine? Yeah. Derek Carr might actually be a Wolverine. A couple of years ago, we saw his hip uh, Hip flexor yep. pop off of his body on Thursday night football. What? Mm-hmm. And then he was back 10 days later in the next mm-hmm. game. This past week, something happened to him where he was out. Yeah, he got blasted. Came back in the next play. Next play, he's in. Dapped up the back up. Keep him moving. Yeah, he was on the Threw ground. Threw a touchdown for the next play, dude. Yeah, he did. Need to talk about Derek Carr fucking recovering faster than anybody in history, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can rip on him, but like he wasn't fucking around when he said, you know, like, what we go through. All right. Okay. Let's get into trenches. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Jeez Louise. Big win from this team this week. Big win by the Jags. Hey, I told you from week one, I love this group. I really like what they're doing. They are so close. They got so much talent. They got some dogs up front, and I love, 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 love what Doug Peterson is doing on offense. This is a simple scheme, disguised a little bit formationally. We get a tight end right here. What do we – what do we call this play? When the tight end blocks first guy inside, we call that a wham, right? Yeah, we talked huh? about it all, right? Wham! wham. I, I, I inaccurately described what Hurst did yeah. uh, this past weekend to Dupree as a wham. That was a Y wrap. Y wrap. This is a wham because same side going down. Same side going down. If he was going back across, now we're getting. Y wrap. Exactly. There it is. Y wrap. We're learning it, aren't we? Hell yeah. yeah. Yep. We're, in the, we're in the trenches, AJ. What do we got here? Here we are. We got pass rusher. What do pass rushers do? Rush the passer. Easiest block on the field right here. Cam is going to get him up the field and just basically throw him up, which creates the big gaping hole. Center's going to go here. Look at the switch block right there. And then ear hole. Oh. Absolute ear hole. On the- wow. Oh. Wow. Oh. Oh. Christian Kirk. Oh. Boom. Oh. Oh. Great point. Hey, that Christian man. Kirk. $84 million to block. Let's go. Wide. What a, a run. Backup running back. You have wanted to put the Jacksonville Jaguars on in the trenches mm-hmm. three or four out of the ten weeks. And we've said, you put the Jags already on here. Can we not do another team? <laughs> that is Jags. Yeah. Please. No one cares. Can you do one of the teams that, like, will win? And AQ has said, and I apologize, Duval. Mm-hmm. Remember how heartbroken I was that we lost to you last year. I thought that was something that was impossible. Yeah. I've... I have not put proper respect on the Jacksonville Jaguars organization as a whole, just from what I experienced watching the Jacksonville Jaguars as an organization as a whole Mm -hmm. whenever I was there. So that's on me. But AQ has been firmly entrenched in the camp of that the Eagles can run the ball well. And I think this year, more than ever, running the ball well has been helping out with everything else. Trevor Lawrence is a guy. This team could be a team, huh? You think this team could be a team? They are trending upwards Fast, I'm telling you, they are close. Let me let me also point one more little detail on this play out, which is huge. Go back to the very beginning here. Again, I love whenever you run the wham with the switch blocking. The center is going to go through here. He goes here and behind. So to this three technique, three technique, outside shoulder of the guard. We've talked about that a bunch. When he goes here and makes it look like he's pulling, he's taught to get in his hip pocket and basically thinks that it's going to be trap or pull that way and try and steal the handoff. 
That's what sets up the wham block. Because now we get Boom. to pull here. His eyes are all over. Look where his eyes are. Oh, it's dude. all over here. And then doesn't even see the tight end coming on the wham. Ear hole. Boom. 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 Oh! That's a hell of a shot from a tight uh -huh. end on a 315-pound oh, yeah. D tackle. It's also great design. This is the little wrinkles that you talk about some mm -hmm. teams do that just make everything make more sense, make it easier. Like, hey, let's make this block that is normally difficult a lot easier. How do we distract him so we could set up the ear hole a little bit better? That's, that's like next-level thinking, right? And that's what you talk about with people being creative in the run game, winning, and people that aren't being boring, like the Colts, for instance. Yes. Right. Every single play that we show this week has been run basically since the beginning of time. It's the one little wrinkle, the one little shift, the one little motion, the one little eye candy that hesitates a linebacker, a D-tackle, a D-end up the field to set up something else that is making these plays become the gashers. And Trevor Lawrence finally slammed his helmet in frustration, showed a little emotion. Mm -hmm. Showed that he cared. It was awesome, You yeah. want to see some care out of these guys, right? Showed, showed that he's, listen to this, a human. Whoa. Have not seen that out of Trevor Lawrence. Well, that pregame speech, that was yeah. freaking that sweet. Was... I actually, what, I went on a full thing about how Trevor Lawrence isn't allowed to have a personality or emotions, because yeah. if he did when he was in high school, everybody would have called him a cocky prick mm -hmm. because he was supposed to be the next John Elway or whatever. So I think because he has gotten hyped since he's a sophomore in high school, he's kind of been conditioned that he's not allowed to be emotional, mm -hmm. and he's just kind of always been like this, and they talk about how he's just so steady all the time. It's like, I respect that, but I feel bad that he hasn't really had the opportunity because of other people judging him because he's been in spotlight to just be a little bit of a a fucking human. Yeah. Yeah. I did like seeing him get excited. I like seeing him getting pissed off. Yes. I'm like, here we go. This is a human, Trevor Lawrence, and they love him down there, I guess, in Jacksonville. He might. He's going to be a guy. Uh -huh. Calvin Ridley next year. I think he's going to be a guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a huge gift for them. Doug Peterson, good coach, huh? I think he's a study. I mean, you heard, I forget. Yes. You guys might know the name. Wein Somebody Andrew Weingart. Said he would die yeah. for him. You said he would die for him. <laughs> That's yeah. Holy shit. I mean, you got to be a good coach to say, to say you're going to die for him. Trevor Lawrence, too, that big old hug at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. so we've, we've talked a lot about creativity on this one. The Raiders, everybody's been wanting me to put – all these Raiders fans have been wanting me to put them on all year long. Oh, you're a wanted man. They've wow. done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Getting requests. I've been getting, I've been, a DJ. Maybe it's just one person, but it's somebody that's telling me to put the Raiders on every week. This group is good, very good. They just haven't won a lot of football games, so they haven't been able to – Kind of get on this, but here's the here's the big thing. Oh, here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hell yeah! Oh, you got a lot of losers on here, pal. <laughs> no, check it out. So we got a group that literally allowed him to play seven on seven. Pass protection was phenomenal all game. Here's where it's not creative. This play was maybe the first play ever drawn up in the fucking sand that ever started football. It's called a fullback ISO on the Mike linebacker. It's been run since 1776, basically. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell, Hell yeah. yeah! America! America! We're, we're gonna Hell get an yeah. ace. Back to here, a center guard, double team, back to Barton. Easy blocks on the backside. All you got to do on this backside, make sure you don't get beat over the top. Keep him to that side. We got a one-on-one block here, which is a key block. We get a one-on-one block here, which is a key block. The biggest block, mm -hmm. fullback on the mic. Yakib Johnson. That's it. And then we get winner, winner, chicken dinner in overtime, 85 yards or whatever it was. Boom. See ya. Oh, see ya. Great block by Mac Collins, huh? Collins yeah. had a hell of a game, too. Again, yeah. we say this all the time, Who the home he? runs. Who the fuck is he? He's a he great was, player. He yeah, was the guy Miami. that was also stuck in the Uber with uh, Renfro, Devontae Adams, and Derek Carr. They've had chemistry since the get-go. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's, he's become a guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's awesome to watch. Good Explosive. player. But the receiver block downfield is always the one that makes the home run. It's always the one. And just gets – look at that. 
This is over. Jeez, this Andre is basic-ass shit right here you're saying, huh? Just execution? Execution. And the, the crazy thing about it, you guys tell me if I'm fucking crazy. I don't think he gets touched. <laughs> he might get a little pinky on, on from that, somebody. On that last safety. On top Maybe? Left. Maybe. Top left. Just. Do we get a pinky on him? Uh, Right there. Yeah. Uh, maybe oh, on the elbow. Right there. Uh, right there. Right there. Down. Quick little yeah. touch. Quick little touch. Not even. Ah, uh, maybe not, though. He might have been passed. Yeah, him. he might have missed. Wow. Not in two hands. AJ, what they do wrong? Just started sniffing the wrong way? I mean, I don't. AQ, you tell me. Like, so the backer here who's taking on the fullback, he, he ends up boxing this thing, trying to send it back to his other backer. If he boxes or spills this, they're screwed either way. There's no one there. Yeah, because the corner's coming here, right? Like, if you had the corner filling there, you might have a chance. I think the key blocks are right here. We talk about this all the time. Again, ass cheek here. He gets him sealed inside, ass cheek there, which allows clean access by the fullback. This is a hell of a block by Illuminor, I think is how you pronounce yep. his last name. Yep. Jermaine. It's an unbelievable he gets block. He turned right there. As soon as he gets turned right there, it's over. It's over. Thank it you. is over. I mean, this is like, man, it's overtime, too. I mean, yeah. this is. Yeah, they must be tired because, I mean, Quandre digs. Like, that block by Illuminor, like, I don't think people realize how hard that block is. That is literally old-school Oklahoma drive block one-on-one, -on -one, and you have to move somebody. That's taking somebody's will. Boom. Now turn. It's an incredible block. Let's go, dude. Ball game. Hey, congrats to the Raiders and Josh Jacobs in the offensive line breaking a record. Unbelievable. Quiet, quieting the loudest atmosphere in football, maybe. That's your, that's your loudest place? That's my loudest place. Okay. In all of football? College football included? No, in pro football. Oh. You think college football louder? I do. AJ, you know where this is going, right? I was at the horseshoe where you, this where weekend. Do you think, where's louder? I was at the horseshoe this weekend. I was able to talk to somebody standing next to me at kickoff. I, I was surprised by that. I was honestly surprised by that. But I think the... Like, it remained a static loud, if that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. Remained a static loud, but was able to talk to person next to me during kickoff at the horseshoe. Did not expect that. Loud, not saying it wasn't loud, but it didn't, like, hurt my ears. Now, I left before any massive moments that probably would have got the loudest it could have possibly been, but I didn't have, like, my eardrums hurting, which has happened whenever I left, like, Houston on Thursday night for the fucking Texans-Colts game whenever Houston mattered back in the day. Like, yeah, I yeah, never played... it was loud. Houston loud. Was loud. Houston was loud. It was loud house. I don't know how or It why. was the loudest until I played in Seattle every year for five years. I, I wonder if the Houston people know that, like, the Texans organization, like, if you get a team down there, I think, like... Could be fucking yeah. go. Could be a real weapon down there. AJ, college louder than in any pro place. And is, did you ever play in Seattle? Yeah, I played in Seattle a bunch. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick, a, yeah, Seattle, I would say is the loudest by design. And their fans are smart, and they know when to cheer and when to not cheer. That's a big deal. Yes, it's you, real. You can really help the game if you know when to be loud, when not to be yeah. loud. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Last night was pretty quiet or a little certain wow. times. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. So comfortable in there. It was terrible times. So comfy in there. A lot of loud yinzers fucking getting real excited and Some real drunk chance. as that game continued to <laughs> go on. That Eagles game, too. Defense. There was an old school defense <laughs> chance happening from <laughs> Steelers awesome. fans. Terrible yeah. towels spinning. I mean, defense. Move. Move. Loud. A AQ decided not to come to the game. So something. Yeah. Well, he did oh, something with his daughter. Though. He's good dad. Good yeah. dad. Good dad. All right, let's go to the. Uh, See you tomorrow.
fucking a, watch is still working. You got working. a bug must, on you? Yeah, no, my watch must be broke. Maybe it's my fucking watch. Your know. watch? Yeah, you know, it's not getting the text. You know, oh, you have an Apple Watch. Yeah. Oh, 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 wow. Wow. That one does well. Oh, this guy does well. Oh, wow, dude. I didn't know you got text messages on your wrist. <laughs> Last week, you tried to leave without saying bye to us. Do you remember what? that? What? It was despicable. thought the show was going on. I was trying to be respectful of the Thunderdome. That show doesn't. Yeah. You're a good guy. They told me. Okay. They told me no matter what, say bye. I said, okay, you'll you'll get a bye. It was the it was it was the pod, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, the pod enjoys it. Your goodbye leads to a better conversation yeah. than yeah. whatever yeah. was ever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Albie's a good guy, you know. And you I appreciate go right in. Albie. Yeah, he Albie. is. Good old Albie. Coach. <laughs> Love you, coach. Hey, we got two coming from the Eagles this week, huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah. We got two coming from the Eagles. This first one. A little bit of bullshit. I'm going to call it a little bit of bullshit. What? Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Ooh. AJ, this is your side of the ball Ooh. that I'm going to I'm gonna have to go after a little bit here. Let's let this thing run a little oh. bit. AJ, why you got to do what AJ. you're about to do? We got a little counter trade coming. I guard and tackle. Guard kick out. Lane Johnson coming around. Free hitter on Amos to safety. Listen, we changed the rules. This guy's not even thinking this guy can cut. Oh. We changed the rules. We cannot cut mm -hmm. a lineman downfield. What uh, the fuck is that? Oh, AJ. Sorry, he had the football. AJ. Uh, okay. I think that's a heck of a play from a safety. Did they throw the flag? Oh, yeah, they threw the flag. Sirianni they probably not shouldn't have. We don't no. know. That's close to the box. He might be almost be in the box. You think that's, that's in the box? <laughs> you never know. You, if Lane Johnson has a free run at me, I think I might be going low as well. Which used to be legal. Not it anymore. Used to be, not anymore. They talked about this being a big... Uh, for grass, right? Yes. As an example, yeah, Lane Lane's said that. knee would have been mm -hmm. blasted. That's what Lane, Lane actually came out and said. If that was turf, my knee would be completely True. destroyed. I think, I think he's right. Yeah, because uh, right, right. you saw it bend a little bit, but then the, the turf gave out, yeah. the grass mm -hmm. gave out or whatever. And I couldn't believe he was yeah. able to get up and go the next player yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he bounced right back up. Yes. I th he's yeah. incredibly athletic, obviously. They talk about him being a quarterback. He handles this well. But, yeah, you could see how offensive linemen would True. want that out of the game. Well, yeah. especially, I mean, Listen, if you're gonna, if it's part of legal, okay, you know how you know you can protect for it, right? But knowing it's illegal, we're not even thinking. His mind is thinking yeah. like, hey, he's got to take me high. And then when you also, get that though, surprise, AQ, what sucks for the defenders though? You guys know we can't go low, so you're going seven thousand miles an hour. If we can go yeah. low, you kind of have to feel it out a little. Bit. Correct, hundred percent, hundred percent. Jeez, yeah. Obviously, the pools make this thing happen, but we can't also can't wait to hear what Darius has to say. Sure. About this. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure he'll be on the same side. Yeah, Darius is not going to agree with you. No. No, yeah, he's going he's gonna to mention you. You know how many times I've looked like an absolute idiot pulling out in space and a DB just doing this? I fucking fall on the ground. The minute I see that little, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shit, where'd he go? He went that yeah, way. Because you're top heavy. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Most big guys, top heavy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're running full tilt, not so How down. fast offense linemen moving? 12, 13, 14? I mean, I've, Go on. I've seen 17, 18. Whoa. Who? Ryan Jensen. Whoa. Can run. 18 miles an hour? Oh, yeah. It's a bummer. Because you wear, the, you wear the, the thing that Aaron was talking about. You yeah. wear the catapult in the games. And so you get, we would always get like a little sheet in our locker after games. Your max speed was this. Mine was always like 12 and a half. What about that lineman from Maryland that uh, the Raiders drafted because he ran a 4-3 a um, yeah. and he wasn't good at football? Who was that? Mm, I'd have to look it up. Okay. What about that flexible guy, the center who can touch his toes? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty, oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's got the fastest 40 of alignment. Yeah, he's a quarterback, right? No, he, this guy. Yeah, Lane Johnson, former quarterback. Oh, yeah, former quarterback. They right. said he played quarterback, yeah. then he played tight end, yep. then he played defensive tackle. He ran then, like a 4-6 at the combine. 
Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Dog. He's a freak athlete, freak. Johnson. His knee should have got blown up here. But that added point that you made, I will bring up to DB when he talks about it. Yeah. Like, it's not allowed. So Lane's not even thinking about that. And he squares him up. So Lane's like, okay, this guy's going square on with me. And then Lane probably had a moment of like, attack. oh, goddamn, yeah. this guy is going to square me up. So Lane's not even thinking he could go low because it's illegal. Correct. So it is a little bit dirty. That is a bit dirty. AJ, we can all agree that's a bit dirty. Yeah, with how the rules are. But also, this shows how athletic Lane is, too. A guy that is less athletic than Lane and maybe didn't play as many sports growing up made – tear this knee instantly but lane knows how to fall he knows how to have his knee like go limp when needed and yeah like some guys like you've he, seen he guys stumble through that that are hurt he's yeah. a great athlete lane yeah he's he he's is. been on the show there's an art time. to that oh, yeah. man. there's an art to being durable i think so too hey you can't join the club in the, in the cup no ain't that right aq that's correct best ability availability, availability. that's right agreed Complete coach. That's why people right. lie about their injuries all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, well, you heard her injury. You should. AJ, can't say that. <laughs> what happened? Not what happened? Head. What happened? Not your head. Get a goal. What happened? Kristen Pulisic has scored the. Yes! 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 Let's go! Yes! Yes! Come on! Let's go! Let's go. What a pass. Was it a firecracker? It was a pass. It was a fucking long ball. Uh, this side of the 18 to the right side of the box. Oh. Cross, pulls it, put it in. He fucking Head took hurt. a hit to put it in, too. He's hurt. What? No, he's not. Like hurt, hurt, or just like selling it? Chelsea like, hurt or sell America? It. Just hurt. selling it a little bit, I think. Hold on, hold on. We can't air this, but we can watch it. He ran into the goalie. What a ball. Oh, my God. Let's go. Oh, he got yeah. kicked in the dick. Yeah, that's it. He got kicked in the balls. He's fine. What wow. a goal. Yeah, he's oh. knee to the Yeah, yeah, he'll be, be fine. He'll be fine. Ice he'll the jewels okay. down. He'll be hey, all right. Hey, Des, they took him off the, uh, off the field last game. Yeah, he was. What first. a goal. He's what a, a fucking dog, uh -oh, dude. Uh-oh, Iran. Uh-oh, Iran. Uh-oh. So the, boy, the boys have been pressing hard all game. It's good to get one here before half. Come on! Hey, Let's just take go. the top off, boys. Let's go. Take the top. Yes! Oh, win. Boy, yeah, we, we will, will win. win. I believe that we will win. Hey, remember. Hi. Remember. Oh, yeah. yep. This is the message that is being said to all of the soccer players that are representing the United States. If you want to win in this era, it takes more than a couple stars to earn your stripes. And if you want to win on this stage, you have to kill your egos before you can kill Giants, which is why this team is built different. So when other teams see a pitch, we see a proving ground, a place to show the world that there's a world of difference between what they think we can do and what we know we can. One nation, under the radar, over the weight, and about the work. Because champions aren't defined by what happened to them four years, four matches, four minutes ago. They're measured by how they respond in the moments after, with the ball at their feet and a chip on their shoulder, ready to ball and be a problem. 11 players with 11 different paths, playing in the present with one pulse and with only one direction to go, only forward. Hell yeah. yeah! Let's go win this thing, Come dude. on! Oof, Give me a fucking wall. Give me a saying, wall. Give me a wall. Christian's still on the ground right now, and uh, we will certainly keep you updated. He's selling right now. He's working for a card later. Mm -hmm. He's okay. Got needing the balls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's I don't tough. know. AJ? AJ. I don't know if he's selling. I mean, he's oh, selling man. hard for sure. They Getting just showed an angle. They fucking, they hit hard. 
They did. He fucking get sold. up, Chris. He sold out here. They'll show a replay right after. Hey, this. this is our dog, though, huh? This they is what showed, we were asking for. This is where it shows the. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna have him for the rest of the game. He sold out for the fucking country. Yes, dude. That's what we need. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Love you, Christian. Huge. What angle? What's your angle? What's your angle? One over top. You saw he fucking piled. That's a big bump. Yeah. Well, he got his goal, and now we just need USA to win. Oh, oh, oh Jesus no. Christ. He right. Oh, yeah. Let's get rain up. AJ, is that what you were saying when you were like, I don't know. Did you see what we just saw right here? <laughs> still. Game's going on. They're still shuffling him off the side. The yeah, that, this does happen, and hopefully he'll get back in at the next stoppage or something like that. Can they unlimited, like, can they sub, like, five. as much as they want? Five I know there's now. other rules. Five. It used to be three, now it's five. Oh. So we will wait for him to feel better and then put him back on the field if he can. Mm -hmm. That is very normal in the soccer. It's like a quad. He's holding his quad. I oh, wish. maybe a little bruise. That knee, maybe it wasn't in balls. Maybe Ooh. it was right in the quad. Contusion. Oh, no, he's good. He's jogging. He's okay. jogging. Okay, what's your sell? He was selling. <laughs> he was selling. Hey, our guy's back, Captain America. Yes. I, I would like to point out, too, that since we made the ask, of Christian Pulisic mm -hmm. to recognize that he is representing the United States of America here with his actions. And I'm not saying he heard what we said. I'm assuming we weren't the only ones that said that. He hasn't been rolling around, no, no. hasn't nope. been bitching, nope. hasn't nope. been flopping. He's been a dog. He's running face first in other people. He has yeah. heated the call. We got our guy. We got the guy. Let's go. Mr. Pulisic might have thought the same thing when he was watching from the stands. You think it's dad from Hershey, Pennsylvania? I think it's just a group of oh, us as Americans. You're good. Let's go. I think you got a knee in the balls. Look good. at him. He's shaking it out. Yeah, look. He's trying to get it out. Yeah, he's shaking it out. He needs oh, to no. throw up. He's back in the game. He's back in. Is he? Yeah. All right, Fucking H right. We should have done any time two touchdown score. We should Any time. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's finish this up. Hey, that's awesome. That's a good omen. Great yeah. You're wearing a Navy SEAL shirt. Let's go. The United States just scored. We're talking about offensive line football in the first capital of the United States of America. Unbelievable. What a Tuesday. Let's go yeah. in the trenches, shall Come we? Pal? Shout out the Liberty Bell. Red, hey. white, red, white, and blue. Let's go. Shout out. Live free or die. These colors don't run. All right. Come All right. and take it. So. Right. What else you got? <laughs> Keep going, Tone. All right. <laughs> no. Let's move. I only to, do the one. Let's go in the trenches. All right. So I love this formation. And the reason why I love this formation is that forces the defense whether to set it to the tight end or set it to the passing strength. The thing that's interesting here, they basically have another tight end over here. So they're able to still run the counter back into the boundary. But here's what else is interesting. This is what you're able to do when you have a quarterback like this. And a lot of teams are starting to do this. And this is where you're getting your gashers, your huge holes, your home runs. Book the backside linebacker. Not even accounted for. Put an X over him. He's not even on the field. Fuck him. See ya. Gone. Wow. See ya. Whoa. We get everybody blocking back. Now, we get 89 tight end up here <laughs> on him. Stole. Because who's out? Goddard's out, right? So yeah. the backup tight ends have done a phenomenal job. We get stole on him. Fucking the stole. other one is the second puller. Allowed to pull for the corner. Typically, if you were running lead, you get the kick out here. Second puller goes to him. We're saying, screw him. Because... Boston Scott's getting the handoff on the right side of this line, which is going to hold him, hold him. Plus, he's looking that way. So they all got to hold. This also allows the back to get in better relationship with the pullers. Now we get the counter back into the boundary. And watch this hole. Oh, oh wow. Look at that thing. Wow. I mean, that's... Is that so what you want? Can you run through that tone? Is that what you uh, want? You probably. <laughs> 
one time, not the next time, though. No, no, How no, much no. easier is it uh, to do this when the defense you're playing against absolutely fucking sucks? And uh, so, uh, non-biased question? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Guys just, uh, just could, you know, I mean, they ran for like six And we don't know yards. if they practiced I or saw, not. I saw your tweet during this game. Practice. I saw your tweet during this game, and I was like, we can't fucking tackle anything. Yeah, these guys can't tackle. I went back and watched the coaches take. I don't put as much on them as I put as much uh. on this group. Just being absolute animals. Oh. Like, I really do. This is a bear defense. This defense, AJ, right? This is what you guys used to get into to stop the run. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah this is when you're, you're getting drilled. Yeah, you try to get into this to shut them down. Middle three are covered. That's just, this is what you do to shut it down. Nice. Work well, by gangbusters. Well, that's the thing, too. They don't have AJ freaking Hawk on their defense. 58 sees it, though. He just, he's just like uh, half a step. Like, he sees it and starts Ooh. to shoot there and try to get through that. But, yep. man, just so close. Yep. And that's the thing. When you take the underneath route, yeah. that's where you get the big holes too, right? We talked about this too, AJ. Like this becomes a huge yep. hole. Now, obviously, he has to do that, right? She should be trying to work over there, though. Yeah, it's, AJ. It's if so he tough. could get two, he like ideally, it'd be amazing if he could summary in there and get. But if get he does two that, pick off eighty-one. If he does that, then isn't this? Yeah, that's there. But hopefully, Jair could overlap and make that tackle, and he have to make a drastic cut. Well, yeah. Ideally, he they're takes screwed. Either way, yeah. they're screwed right here. Yeah. Screw. <laughs> Hell of a play. Yeah. Hell of a play. Let's really? go to a big bump, baby. Like yeah. oh, big bump. Hey, your uh, Hayden Hurst one on Twitter has done very well. Congratulations on being a uh, social media guy. Hey, hey baby, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Trying. I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to catch up. But here no, we go. You're not get, you're, hey, you're running your own race, Bob. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Right don't catch up to anybody. Yeah, you're always on time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Roger Saffold. Except for last night. He, he comes early. Oh, yeah. He could have went to the game with us. It's true. Mm-hmm. So you weren't right on time last night. That was the first thing I said to him, too, when I got Thank yeah. you. Good to see you. Why didn't you come to the game last night? Well, I fucking hate you guys, so why Nick, would I Nick, you sound static. I can't hear you, Nick. I don't think I can hear you back. Well, it's Nick controlling the audio. Yeah, it's tested oh, this morning. Works oh. great. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Huh. It is a little static every once in a while over yeah. here, though. <laughs> It's whenever you're, you're producing too much electricity with some big fucking bumps. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bump it up. Since we're talking about big bumps, let's get the same guy that we had on last week. Roger Saffold, 35-year-old, I think. Dog. Absolute monster. Great pickup by them. Get him in the offseason. Now watch oh, this. No. Check out the nose. Oh, Target acquired. Check out the nose. I'm going to back away for this. Oh, no. Yep. Locked. No. Oh, no. Roger. Damn. That would hurt. Oh, that Wait, no, watch. This is the best part. Watch my man get up. We got to watch my man get up. This is the best part. Boom. Oh. Wait for it. Oh, shit, that hurt. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no. I got to. Oh, shit. His arm's broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Thank you. This guy just got a fucking blindside shot. This is the best part. Hey, watch this guy. <laughs> He's so fucked up. I have up. no idea what I was going to see. I would like to watch let... him stumble and not know where he is. Yeah. I hope old buddy's okay. I hope, I, hope, okay. I hope he's okay, too. Yeah. But these plays last the rest of the game. That oh, one yeah. play. Oh, my God. Isn't he defenseless? Couldn't you say he's defenseless I'd say. when he comes in there? I mean, it looks like he's looking right at him. He's engaged. <laughs> he's he's looking right at him. Good Lord. The D lineman's defenseless. Hey, Look. don't say that out loud. I People are listening. They'll make a rule. It'll ruin the game more. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, my. I mean, this because you can't. make the game a little softer, why don't we? You can't go high-low, right? Can't go high-low. Got to go high. But you can certainly. We can go high-high. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Golly. How good is that? All right, that's, that's good. good. That guy that's got good. a visceral. Hey, hope you're okay, pal. Hey, good, good luck. There's not literally nothing you could do. Literally not. You're, that was going to happen. And that's what happens when you play football, by the way. Yeah. Exactly. There's moments like that that are going to take place. I'm happy I played my position. You could try to play my position as well. You won't have to deal with that. 
Some positions, though, that's going to take place. We don't love that that's the outcome, but it's fucking great sport. It's football, baby. It's fucking great sport. <laughs> Sorry about it. This is great sport. Uh, here's another one. Hey, we got one more in there. Huh? Oh, a little positive for Tampa Bay. Oh, positive yeah. for Tampa Bay. Okay. Hey. And yeah. also a little positive for the guy I trained a little bit. Oh, oh, Bobby Hazy. Oh, it's Bob a business Hazy. decision. Oh, so yeah. it's, oh. it's a good one. You, I if want you, you need I, any old lineman tricks. Yeah. I, I need I need you guys' opinion on this one. I feel real good about it. The reason why I like it is it's on a linebacker as opposed to the DB that we we normally see on the quick wide receiver screens. Here we go. We're going to get the quick little throw out. He has number three. Number three counting from outside. Corner, slot, linebacker is usually number three. Taki Taki. He's got his target locked. Oh, baby. Oh, oh no. Hockey. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What do we think? Wow. Well, he fell to a knee before he hit him, but yeah, he, he still, damn near blew his knee out. Still a big bump. It's a big bump. Uh, it's a pretty good shot. Hands in the face, maybe. Hey, relax. <laughs> relax up there. <laughs> I know That's why, a great point. I know why you brought it up because of how athletic he looks, but Jeez. also I know you wanted to say something. About, How violent he looks. Yeah, he looks great base, good balance. But, hey, can you talk about that guy real quick? Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Tough one, but the great ones somehow managed to only miss three to four weeks on how gruesome that injury looked, didn't it? I mean, do we have the video of that play? Yeah, I got bad. it. Here. here, we'll run that. I don't have the piano on it, so you would have to. Yeah, the injury, exactly. Ankle. They're saying ankle, three to four weeks, which tells me some form of a high ankle, right? And it looks so much worse. It looks real bad. They motion him into the backfield, obviously give him a tell whether the, what the coverage is, man or zone. He comes, jumps for some crazy reason. Oh, my God. And God. then falls on the outside of his leg. What's watched? I mean, this is yikes. Oh, but no. absolute stud to be able to come out of this. Oh, oh, oh. How? Oh, How is inside. that only three to four weeks? Because he's a tough son of a <laughs> nice bitch. throw. Iowa That's Hawkeye. Right. That's he's right. right. He's one of Kirk's dogs. That's right. That's right. He's, he's one of the best in the game, right? Very young. Between him and Lane Johnson, two best right tackles in the game. Jeez Louise. So props to him for only being out three to four weeks. Look forward to seeing you back soon. Tristan Work. And well, also Sue, congrats Tristan. to Hainsey, huh? Well, Having a hell of a Hey, way to go, Bob. Great training in the offseason at AQ right. Shipley Enterprises. Mm -hmm. That's Goddamn right. The old shipyard. AQE. Come Just on like, out to the shipyard. Yeah, that's a gym, huh? That's a gym. Hey, he's got a nice gym. No, it's not his fight club. He, he's still got the fight club as well. He's got a nice gym that he's on. Mm -hmm. The shipyard, he calls it. Oh, yeah. It's a good name. You got to be in AQ, Arizona. you ever go to, a, you ever go to L.A. to go Unbreakable so you can train with Jay in person there? No, I haven't. I heard, I heard the gym's nice, though. A lot, Lane goes out there. A lot of those linemen go out there. Yeah. I've been in there. You been yeah. in there? Randy, Randy I've, Couture. I've yeah. trained in Unbreakable, Jim. Nice. Is he back from Cutter yet? Who? Jay. Hope he makes it back. I don't know. Are they all over well, I haven't seen him on the broadcast. I thought he tweeted he that he doing was hits or what? staying forever. He loves it so much. There's I, some numbers oh, coming oh. out of Guitar. Just... Yeah, be yeah. careful, Jay. Well, 20 what? million people watch England and uh, U.S. on Friday. I don't think that's what he's talking about. No. But remember how what James Cameron was estimating oh, you how much it cost? Talking about the 5,000 dead migrant workers who are underneath one of the... I uh, thought it was... Actually, the stadium we're playing in right Did now. Did they say that? No. No. 400 to 500, but, you know, generally I think you can add another zero to that. We could, know. Yeah. Could add two zeros safely. Safely. We know. Pitches, believe <laughs> safely. Safely. We know, he said. It's not the only thing they lied about leading up to this tournament, huh? What? Well, you know, there's a lot going on with this tournament. And just like Aaron won the COVID MVP... Mm-hmm. This would be the right time for the United States to win a World Cup. Goddamn right. Cutter Cup. Why not us? 
Be three and zero in World Wars. It is halftime. It's one zip. Christian Pulisic starting. Incredible in the trenches today. That baby AQ. Thank you, AQ, for Thank that. Thank you, guys. Uh, boys, incredible show today. We appreciate you so much. Uh, and by we, I mean like me and the people that watch, because getting a chance to watch you guys work is so fantastic every day. Tone, great breakdown of the gambling earlier, man. Thank you. you Honestly, you made us a better gambler. Yeah, yeah you mm -hmm. did great Definitely. today. Bet against Russ. I didn't say that to you for you to say that. No, I know. So but, don't do that. But right? I wanted to. Yeah, but don't. I don't, I don't like compliments. Me neither. So fucking so, keep them to yourself. I don't think we should great ever job, compliment each other. I agree. Tone. Let's just save it for a rainy day. And guess what? It's always sunshine and rainbows in here. In the Thunderdome, maybe, but not outside. We're about to hit the... Oh, we yeah. ain't seen the sun for six months time. Yeah, Cold right. front's coming. Mm. We're about to enter the... Why the fuck do we live in Indiana? Come on out. Yeah. 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 Is that that's what this guy did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly... Oh, yeah, you want to talk about your state. <laughs> What they do, what? Tony? Hold oh, on. I must be misinformed because I thought they just fixed the greens on every golf course AQ, in Arizona. I could open my eyes to some stings. Don't, don't, what, that? what kind of things? What kind of things, dude? What I'll thing? call you. I'll call you after. We'll fucking oh, go. Yeah. You yeah. censor yourself now, Tony. What did you, what'd you read? This is Tony? Why I haven't done my own research. I'm not just going to fucking talk about this on a, off of his fucking research. I got to do my own. I'll right, you look up your own internet reports. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Great work by everybody in the back. Fantastic work. Thanks for coming to the game last night. Hope you guys had a blast. Congrats to the Steelers getting a big-time win. I got a lot of friends over there. Hell, yeah. It's fun. More friends at the Colts. Well, I feel well, like more Steelers yeah. came Are we up sure? I'll tell you what. Say, Are we might, sure? Might be. No, but you're back at the. Yeah, you're right. Sure. Support players, staff. Players, coaches side. A lot more friends on the Steelers team. Right. Building, though. So many more yeah. in Indianapolis. It's an interesting. Oh, we were saying, trying to say hi to uh, someone last night. He just kept fucking walking with his five hundred dollar haircut. Right oh, Conti, yeah. yeah, Conti. We started chanting for Conti. You oh. know who Conti is right. He's Colts PR guy. The PR guy. Yeah, Kyle Conti. It's not his name. <laughs> what? Matt. Matt. What? Matt is his name. Oh. Matt. Yeah. Matt he's Conti is his name. PSU guy, isn't he? He's yep. Penn State Colt. Yeah, he's a part of that. Right. Okay. His, I believe his dad. What years? Those years, tell you that much. He was, he was like third in PR command whenever I was playing. So he had to do all the work and got none of the. He do PR at Penn State. That had no. to be a no, 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 no. All those guys no, got no. fired. Actually, talk about some adversity. <laughs> no, no, no. Conti, I think Conti's dad was a PR guy in the NFL. So I think Conti, as soon as he got out of college, went straight like to bottom level, as bottom level as you could possible in the NFL. So whenever he got with the Colts, he was like third in command, but he had to do basically all the work, all the like bullshit work at yeah. that mm -hmm. point. So he was the one who had to come and talk to me all the time. So me and him developed a relationship through those interactions of him representing the the team, the general manager, and uh, the thoughts from the team, the general manager, on whatever I tweeted or whatever I'd put out. So Conti had to have these conversations, and I've not deleted anything that I've got in uh, fine for or whatever. So I think people know how I am now. Like, I have pretty good belief in everything that I like, solid belief in everything that I say, and I'm not really one that's just going to be like, oh yeah, you're right. Like that's that's just not how no. I'm necessarily wired. Like if I'm wrong, cool, cool, I'll eat it. I will learn from it. I will acknowledge it. I will move on. But if I if you can't get me off of like 
me being there, it's going to be tough. So Conti had to do all those convos with me for like the last couple of years. And me and him obviously developed a relationship through that whole thing because I respected the position in which he was placed mm -hmm. and what he had to do. And that's how normally how our conversation started was him saying, I am not necessarily the person that made this decisions, uh, this decision. They don't let me make decisions. I am being told that this is the exact problem with what happened here. It's like, all right, here we go. I would have to respond. I respect your position with having to be the middle person here. And this is how I respond. <laughs> so you can run that up. He goes, I can't do that. I can't say that. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know what else. Figure it out. All so right. So they being able to develop a relationship. We were on a USO tour together over to Japan. Got a chance to have some drinks with him over there. Now he is the PR guy for the Colts. And he is the right. He is fucking. He's been there. Like he's been there through all of it. And he might have got a little bit too big for his britches. You see him? He had like a $5,000 yeah. tailored suit on oh, last yeah. night. Whoa. Hair looked fantastic. Monday haircut. Night Football, I heard they're serving St. Elmo's up in the press box because That's Conte right. ordered it for everybody to have a good time. That's a big Conte had a big night last ah. night. Then we were trying to chant his name. He was five yards in front of yeah, us. Yeah, clearly heard us. Conte, Conte, Conte. Those are sweets there. And we were being a little rowdy, but everybody was. It was fucking Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. We're having a good time. We're loud. He knows our sweets there. Blows, blows yeah, us off. Right into the tunnel. Mm. What's that all about, AJ? I don't know. I guess he's got a job to do. He doesn't want to come yeah. over and mingle. Oh. oh. Job to I do. mean, you get players on the field. I see Fryermuth over there flexing at digs every single series. That oh, was 50 yards away. He needs to relax, too. I'm paying attention to us, Muth, okay? Good guy, That's though. Awesome. I'm yeah, a big fan of his. The man. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his after what he did last night. He, I guess later I'd already left. Apologize to everybody. I watched it on the way home. Mm -hmm. I guess there was a later time where Firemuth got this other dude named Gentry, I think. Zach his name? Gentry, yeah. He they got a they got a six foot seven guy. Mm -hmm. He's massive. This Gentry guy? So big. He's bigger than the fucking tackle. He he's standing in the in the huddle uh in front of us there. And it was like this. It was like this, and then literally the fucking like a movie character. He's listed as six eight. Six foot fucking Holy eight. Shit. He's so large. Mm. I don't know why they don't do more with him. He's in there quite a bit. They they like to run the two tights with him and him and Mew. That's a smart idea. You got a guy that's six foot eight. The other team don't. They get him. Yeah. That's just an easy way to. Two tights. Sounds, no, he does sounds not. Genius. Two tights. Yeah, two tight ends. Sounds genius. Got two. Use them. Cole should do that. That's where I was going with that. Why aren't they doing anything? What is the deal? And how come none of them are saying what's up to us? We're down there yelling pretty loud. Yeah, yeah. might be time to jump ship. I'd say. No. What is, Something what is your, to think about. What is your problem? Something to think about. Matt Ryan gave me one of these yeah. warm-ups. Mm -hmm. Oh, sweet. Was he throwing the ball with two fingers, too? <laughs> Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. Troy Troy was not impressed with their passing attack. On the I didn't say. So the internet was telling me that Troy was being a bit cynical of the Indianapolis Colts. That, but that happens every game. People say that you caught that. It sounds like you heard the same thing. Yeah, at one point he said, yeah, yeah. Throwing the ball is pretty tough if you got a horseshoe on your helmet tonight or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, Tony, can, he's mentioned it before. It's not as if the Steelers' pass defense is top of the league. Minka had a hell of a night. Minka's, I mean, Minka's he's unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. So, Matt Ryan, you got you going into the season next year, like, with he's a starter, right? Because he's under contract for, like, yeah, yeah. three years. What's going Did on? Did Ebby get cream pied again by old buddy? Yeah. Did you see the fight? They got into a fight. Yeah, good. 
Rat Boys. <laughs> I've never yeah. been cream pied, AJ, all right? <laughs> okay, folks. I hope not. I only please. beat his ass. Every That's all that happened. Oh, so you're cream pieing <laughs> him. Yeah. No, air Hell blue. Yeah. Air I blue doesn't cream pie. Blue, blue cream pies. Thank you, uh, Diggs. Oh, there's another one? Uh, like whatever 15. the case, we need How to many are there? Fox got air pied. 25 of them. <laughs> Okay. Also, fucking blue, blue, cream pie, Vic the Viking. He got his ass beat, okay? Oh, yeah. We, hey, Victor the Viking, I want to uh, let you know, we watched a little competition between you and Blue last night uh, on the Jumbotron. Uh-oh. Victor got smoked. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. And I like Victor. Everybody knows I like Victor more than the next guy. Of course. Yeah. Certainly in this room more than the next guy. Definitely. Because yeah. of what Victor has done. And the Vikings have been fantastic. And Victor, I have loved everything about how he has acted about everything. He's a good guy. Can't, that was a bad look for him last night mm -hmm. on that Jumbotron in front of 75,000 people. Can't, Can't have that look. Hey, Blue Baby faced himself hard in that video. Ooh, big time. Victor got smoked by Blue. Yes, he did. Blue might be the most athletic uh, mascot. What were they doing, though? What, what was the competition? Challenges, obviously. Yeah. TikTok challenges. <laughs> Like throwing footballs, oh. bouncing ping pong balls. Yeah, and then the take dude, perfect fun stuff. Cream pine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was any cream pine. No, everybody mm. needs to relax. Oh no, no, it was uh, slime, 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 slime. Yeah. Oh, slime pie. Yeah, slime, slime, slime pie. everywhere so from both of them. Similar. It was yeah. a slime yeah. pie. It was a slime pie. It's everywhere. All right, great show, everybody. <laughs> Honestly, one of our worst. We'll move on to tomorrow. Uh, United States is going to win. That's great news. Yeah, Ballistic scored. We're on. Let's go, USA. Huh? Come on. Hey, Q, great work today, pal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Aaron for stopping by on this beautiful Tuesday. AJ, Glad great work from the attic over there. Everybody in the back, great work. Hammer. Dad. He's in 15 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer. Dad. That's D-A-H-N in Dad. A lot of yelling. Uh, sure. probably, you know, that's the chore choreography. Right. Exactly. Before we went live, we called AJ up and said, hey, to sign off this show, we're going to do a hammer Dad promo, mm -hmm. and this is how it's gonna go. Whenever we say hammer, Dad, know that there's about seven more hammer Dad coming. Mm -hmm. So let's get Dad with some hammer Dad in 15 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer Dad. Good show today, huh? Great show today. What are you guys betting on? Well, tonight uh, there's college basketball, there's NBA. Texas is playing, right? There's NHL, yeah. We're unbelievable. Pretty good ball team. Now, I haven't followed them as closely as I did the first few weeks of the season. Sure. I need to invest back into that program. Still getting going. Wait till Big yep. 12 slate starts. We're good, though. Yeah. Are they playing at home? You going to see them this week? You'll be all in. In the mood? I don't know. In the moody? Because if they're playing at home, you might as well just parlay them <laughs> in the Bruins because both those teams can't lose at home. What's up, AJ? You talking about the moody center, dude? What number are you? What number are you? I'm a coach. You coaches don't have numbers, oh. ass clown. Wow. Welcome to basketball. Remember when I said there's a game tonight? <laughs> I don't think there is. Oh. Uh, Texas what? game? Yeah. I was about to say, because they only posted the six-shoe game that they have this morning. They got That's a couple big ones, though. They got number seven, Creighton, on Thursday, and they got number 16, Illinois, on next Tuesday. Oh. Hey, sorry about it. Seven's about to become 10, and then 16's about to become unranked after the fucking Texas <laughs> men's basketball sorry team comes through it. Right. Sorry about it, Creighton. Sorry about it, Illinois. We got dogs on our team. Let's go, boys. All right, let's get the fuck out of here, huh? We should do a giveaway. AQ. Dude, some putts. Do you want a putt? I want to see someone make a couple. Yeah, I want a putt. Putt's putt. tough, dude. Yeah, it is Putts are tough. Thank you for Sound acknowledging that. AQ's got great stroke. Thank you for acknowledging that. Acknowledging well, what? That putts are tough. It's not that hard. These putts oh, you want 
are tough. I actually have. Quite off. They're very rough. Whoa. He almost put a ball in the hole accidentally. There's a gold one down there, too. Yep. L1. Depending Safety. on how you look at it. All right, AQ. How many do you think you're going to make? Honestly. You got a Navy wow. SEAL shirt on. Yeah. Had a great in the trenches. America's playing. America's playing. We're up over Iran. Yeah. Shout out. This Earth, isn't Earth. even Argo. They're trying this to make it Argo. Like Argo, fuck yourself. What's, uh, what's the slope? A little right to left here? Uh, that side, yeah. Yeah. It changes daily. Right, your It's straight. Just hit How the many ball. you want? How many um, you want? See if Phil was in here this morning. Three? Remember the last he time was. he came in, people three, were not yeah. able to make anything. Want to go three? <laughs> yeah, this guy. Little Phil drained a shot yesterday to get 20 yeah. winners of $500 now. Let's three, three out of five Jeez. will win 10 people $500 who retweet this. Alan Quay Shipley of Man Down, Jim. Ten feet out. Oh man, he's got to hit. I didn't hit ball. it. I didn't hit Jesus it. Jesus, no, you didn't. That's a good layup. It's okay. Stint meters shipping. reading at about four or five. AQ's handicap is somewhere between ten and thirty. Oh, it's a hard oh, break. Guy, right. That was a hard has break. Three right. for five. Has to go. Right. Three for three on the final three to get this ten is. winners of five hundred dollars. AQ Shipley. This is embarrassing. Goes. Oh. Nice. For Oh, 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 oh. You, can get, you can knock God. that in though. Take two, like in a coin. We, we will yeah. count it like cornhole <laughs> if you're able to drag that golden ball into the hole with like another butt. Gotta hit it hard. No chance. Hit it hard, pull it big. No chance. Readable like a book. That's so bad. This guy stinks. AQ Shipley ends up going one for five. Oh. Wow. And he's gonna Bullshit. get the job done. There's a little ridge right here. It's footballs. Good show today, AQ. Yeah, AQ. Good, good shoot. Way to go. Thanks for everything, AQ. That was horrible. We should, put, job, we should come back the other way, maybe, from now on. AQ Shipley now has an opportunity to go two of five the opposite direction. <laughs> if he does as such, five people will win. So if we're going there, it's got to go there. All right? He's thinking. Theory. That's not how it works. Less thinky, more putty. I've been on this whole day, Pat. Uh, <laughs> most players have been missing it uh, to the right. Will AQ penetrate the hole? Miss to the right, yeah. just like Dan Dick said. AQ, you ever try a belly putter? It's been no. These are, these are good, good putts, AJ. These are good putts. They're no. not. I, I'm glad you don't. I, don't, I think it's, it's weird. Belly changes None of much. them have gone in. Christ almighty, dude. What the touch. Good touch, though, man. Good these touch. are good putts, he said. Just two bad putts ago. There it is. Wow. Okay. Hey, that's a good putt. That's Finally. a good putt. Has he found the stroke? Has he found the line? It's not that hard. AQ Shipley. Ooh. Oh, no. That was a good putt. Roll this one into the sand trap if this is a PGA <laughs> green. Like Tahoe. I pushed oh, it. Oh, I pushed oh, it. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, These are all edges. good putts. One for ten. Probably would have been 0 for 10. Yeah. 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 Stink. Stank. It's a good thing. Little, it's good, good thing little Phil made up for it yesterday. That's right. 20 winners. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you're right. Good hey, point. you had a great in the trenches. Nice Let's not get yeah. that confused. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job, AQ. While you were doing in the trenches, the United States scored. Yep. That's all about. It was a great Tuesday. Come on. Let's go. Broke some news. It's great Tuesday. Huge Tuesday. Had some good combos. It's great Tuesday. Great Tuesday. Let's have a better Wednesday, huh? Hell yeah. Let's watch Hammer die. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.